Welcome, everyone, to the 82nd episode of the Fake Nerd Podcast. We're old. I'm Brandon T. McClure. With me, as always, is Ryan Neliopoulos. The television will not be televised. Television will not be televised I messed now. up. Cast it up. It doesn't matter. Keep going. <laughs> ben Magnet. The revolution <laughs> will be live. There we go. <laughs> Sparkplug Wikiwitty, which, to my knowledge, is the only person who is not wearing a red shirt. Uh, that, that is correct. You, you know, I think you just didn't do book club last week just so you could do the intro again this week. He's, not true. I hate introing. He, if we know one thing, he loves introing. I do not. Thing to do. It all is the my least favorite thing. All the intros, Brandon About loves. doing the show. Yeah. We're also, we are all matching wearing a red comic book shirt, so uh, we're a bunch of losers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm wearing my red Avengers t-shirt. No, it t-shirt. just means that I'm sending you all out on the expeditions and you're not coming back. Oh, oh shit. No. That's a great, that's a monster hunter. Good point. Thing. Good point. I like it. I like it. Or a Star Trek thing also. Or a Star Trek thing. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking of Monster Hunter. Yeah, right? shirts, Dude. man. Uh, yeah, I was thinking of safaris. Like, don't yeah. worry about it. Well, yeah. whatever. I like Star Trek, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, welcome back, everyone. Yeah, man. Yeah. How was your guys' week? I don't know. I've just been killing monsters all week. Great. It's great. Real monsters or fake monsters? Fake monsters. High cool. rank monsters. Oh. Monsters with cool looking armor. I know nothing about this. You saw us kill an ogre. I was it's working. I, I, well, I, you, you saw a red ki- dog. You didn't kill it. I just barely killed it. I, I got lucky. I tried to help. Yeah, you did. By giving me words of encouragement. The best words. I'm Sparks, how yeah. was your week? My week was fine. I, yeah. <laughs> you have a cat right next to you. It makes me happy. Yeah, my, let me tell you guys. Yeah, bad week. Week sucked. Yeah. Yeah, I know the feeling. Between work, personal, and mm-hmm. the world, this was one of the worst weeks. Yeah. Uh, I I frantically texted Sparks, I cannot do the show this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, Sparks. Because I was just so emotionally drained, mm-hmm. uh, and I was up until I, I I picked up Ryan to go to Long Beach Comic Expo, and I yes. realized this could this could get me out of my little slump here. It was a nice a nice nice little time we had there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a lot of fun. We met a lot of people. Hopefully, uh, maybe one or two of them will be on the show in the Hope. coming months. Hopefully, yeah, yeah, maybe a couple, couple weeks, couple months. Fingers crossed. Seven years. As always, we won't luck. announce it until it actually happens. Yes. True. George uh, Clooney's on next week. George Clooney, guys, what? we got him. He How? was at Long Beach Comic Expo. Everyone's favorite uh, Batman. He was he was signing copies of, of the ER. only, of the only <laughs> Batman movie, Batman ER. <laughs> <laughs> Robin, hand me a scalpel. <laughs> Stat. Robin played by Noah Wiley. Oh, actually, in his youth, maybe like thirty years ago, right? Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, actually, uh, what what did you guys think of the con this this time around? It was it was smaller. It was smaller and it was a little more expensive. So yeah, fifty bucks for that con is not worth it. Yeah. for two days. For two days, and considering Wonder, two days. Wonder Con is the same price and it's like twice as big. Yes. Yeah, I still had a good time. Uh, I got some good I, books. I enjoy going to Long Beach, but for some reason, I like I like going there on the way over there. But then when I'm there, it's like this is it, isn't it? Hey, man, but th- th- not all cons can be giant. That's true. That's true. Not all cons are giant. We met Mark con- Wade, the great Mark Wade. We you, did. you met Mark Wade. We met yeah. Mark Wade, got his autograph. Yep. And I, I, I forgot, I forgot. Uh, so funny thing about me is I always uh, mix up, for some reason, Mark Wade and Warren Ellis. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Do not know why. I will never know why. Uh, it's the same problem I have with Rick Remender and Ed Brubaker. Yeah, that's a little more reasonable. I don't know why. Uh, and so I was like, oh, Mark Wade's going to be there. I would love to get him to sign. What do I have to sign by Mark Wade? I'm thinking Warren Ellis. I'm like, I can't, I don't want to, I can't, I want to do my little did you Moon know, Knight. Mark Wade has literally written everything. And, <laughs> yeah. And a little did I know there was a Captain America number one sitting right next to me. Yep. That I was like, oh no, that's not the one I'm seeing tomorrow. <laughs> nope, that's Warren Ellis. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, uh, that sucked. But I got yeah. him to sign my Kingdom Come. He wrote that book in 1996. Yeah. 
I was six years old. Yeah, that that's insane to me that he's still as prolific and good as he is like 20 years later. What a, what if a, I had known that he was going to be there, I would have brought uh, Kingdom Come, yeah. Civil War, mm-hmm. and I would have... Why Civil War? Why Civil War? Because he wrote it? Nope. Mark Millar wrote No, Civil damn it. War. Son of a <laughs> bitch. See, the thing about, like, Brandon, you were a little better this year, but like every time you, we go to cons, you guys don't look at the guest list. I'm like, why would you go to a concert and not see who's playing? You know what I mean? Like, True, why don't you, right. like, you're going to these things to meet these people. Like, why don't you know who's who's there, guys? That's All right. Sense. I know what I will have dug up. What? My uh, Archie Comics number one. There you go. Fiona Staples. Yeah. We saw some some uh, uh, deep, deep cuts, like when you wrote X-Men in the 90s. We saw some Flash. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to, but I wanted to quickly plug, we we got this incredible book. Well, I got this incredible book um, called Rejected Princesses, and I really wanted to plug this one because it sounds awesome. It's a super cool book. Yeah, it actually Anyone is. listening to this should definitely pick this up. It's written by a guy named Jason Porath who worked for DreamWorks Animation, and he animated some of the pages. Uh, well, he drew t- some of the pages. Animated, drew, the same thing. <laughs> one just doesn't move. Yeah. Um, and like some of these people actually have like DreamWorks face. It's pretty great. Yeah, they definitely look um, like like a po- like a DreamWorks poster. Yeah. Yeah. So the idea behind this 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 book is that it's um, essentially princesses or strong women that deserve kind of books or movies or to or know the real history of them, uh, but we don't. Like a Disney princess version of this character like doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. And so like one of these people is like uh, this one girl. Her uh, husband is killed by Nazis, so she sells all of her worldly possessions. Buys a tank and starts just killing Nazis yeah. with her girlfriend. With yeah. her girlfriend, with that's her, yeah. amazing. That's super. That's super cool. Uh, Genghis yeah. Khan's like daughter, his granddaughter. His granddaughter mm-hmm. was uh, in this book. Is explained that her that she was like, I'm not going to marry any man unless he could beat me in wrestling. As, and if they don't, they get ten horses. Yeah, and she ended up uh, getting ten thousand horses and never being beat. And the only reason she got married was because people wanted to think like she, it was no, possible. She, <laughs> she didn't marry, did she? Uh, no, like she settled down for one guy. No, the story. The story goes that she married someone so that her uh so that they wouldn't so that the incestuous thoughts between her and yeah. Genghis Khan would be it's basically like I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do it because like people expect it but like I got these 10,000 horses right. oh, I turned to the I turned to the page um uh her name is a uh, Mar- um Maria I'm not gonna try it's Russian <laughs> it's Russian it's yeah. beautiful uh see the the tank is doing DreamWorks face yeah uh. Um, now, one of my favorites is um, this one uh, Indian warrior who went into who charged into battle multiple times with her own child strapped to her back. Oh yeah, yeah. So she's murdering fools left and right. Like and Harry her Tubman li- bombed people. Harry yeah. Tubman, do you know? Do you know why uh, she doesn't smile in her pictures? It's not because yeah. we thought it was because like it takes a long time to make to take pictures. Like no, nah, it's because she got like a tooth infection. And she lost all her teeth. Yeah. That's great. You want to know how she lost her teeth? Being a badass? No, she took the butt of her gun and knocked her own teeth out. Oh, right, because they're infected. Like, I got to get these out. Yeah. I mean, it's, this this book is incredible. I was reading a couple of these pages before we before uh, I, I went to pick up Ryan today. And this is a great book. Definitely pick this up. You can find this on, on online, on mm-hmm. Amazon, places like that. Rejected Princesses. Rejected Princesses by he, Jason Paul. He has another one coming out called, like, Fighting Moms. Tough mothers. Tough mothers. I actually have um, I have the uh, the website here www.rejectedprincesses.com. Uh, he is not giving us any money. Yeah. Want to be clear? No. This is not. A, we just like promoting just, good stuff. This is a great book that everyone should really pick this up. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. It's like, uh, hey, you want to teach your daughters of how badass women can be? Oh, here yeah. you go. And so these are the damsels in distress. They're the damsels who make the distress. These are all true stories. True stories. Like he said, like yeah. there's like 300 citations in the back. If you really want to check, yeah, it's inc- it's incredible stuff. So definitely, definitely pick this one up. Yeah, man. That's what that's what's good about little cons. Uh, you get to meet the the small yeah. artists and support them. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Um, also, I just want to shout out to uh, uh, two people we did meet uh, who may be on the show in the coming months. Uh, Sierra Morris and Alex Kelly. If you guys are finally listening to us. Uh, hey, thanks. Thanks yeah. for listening to us. And uh, re- really great talking to you about Voltron and anime and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Hey, Alex, we need to play Dungeons and Dragons. Dishonored. And all that good stuff. Yeah. You know what time it is? Bread and butter time, everyone. Bread and butter time. Hey, it's we good? We good? I wish you could have been there, Sparks. It might have been a yeah. small con, but no con is a con without you. Sparks, come with us to WonderCon. Please. Yeah. <laughs> come, you, come, yes, he says. <laughs> that sounded uh, like a yes, Scott. I, I cannot, I cannot uh, guarantee that I can make that con. Oh, oh, that's fine. I'll allow it. Right. But so you're saying there's a chance. I'll take it. Cloudy. Yeah. It's cloudy. A, a slim one. I'll take anything. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> Uh, so we start off this week's news with a mystery project, 143. Hashtag. That is uh, actually not a mystery anymore. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis is working on a script from Fox called 143 with Tim Miller directing. Uh, funny thing about this one, Collider did report that Tim Miller was working on a Kitty Pride movie a while some ago. months ago. Yeah. Uh, and now this is what that is. It is now confirmed by The Hollywood Reporter that this is what that is. Brian Michael Bendis is writing. <laughs> Let's just keep making movies until we get bought out, baby. Yep. Pretty much. That's so weird. Business as usual, I yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the project's code name is a reference to Uncanny X-Men number 143, one of the earliest Pride stories and a first solo adventure in which she faces a demon alone in the X-Mansion. Uh, the issue was written by Claremont and John Byrne. Yeah, John who Byrne. Who created them. Yeah. Uh, her. She was created by John. By them. <laughs> yeah, I, I got it. She was birthed. <laughs> She was birthed into the world. <laughs> that, that's cool. Yeah. Um, it sounds kind of like a horror movie. Like she's trapped in alone in a mansion. Well, if by that's a the demon. premise of the movie, we don't know what the premise of the movie. No. Is. Yeah. I mean, like the premise alone sounds like sounds like another horror movie, You're right. which I'd be cool with. And this could be quick. Dude, it's like Home Alone, but Shadowcat. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> like she can like teleport through walls or face through and walls. Sparks, I know. Uh, you excited for this one? Because Bendis. Yeah. Has he done a movie? He hasn't written a movie, but he's been a consultant. He hasn't written one, but he's been consulting for a lot of them. The first like half um, of the MCU. Yeah. Right. He was part of that story group that Eric Perlmutter put together. Yep. Correct. That may or may not have gotten Edgar Wright fired. <laughs> um, it's, it's part of the... Uh, I feel like this kind of is an indication of part of the reason why maybe Bendis left is because uh, I know, you know they got they got tight on letting him consult for films or have anything to do with the films anymore and he didn't like that sure so i don't know that'd be interesting interesting to see tim miller's great director yeah. uh we know that from his one movie deadpool hey man he, he's <laughs> it's a 100 percent track record yeah it's true yeah. i'll 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 put it this way i like when bendis writes kitty pride yes very yes. much yes 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 uh yeah he but yeah he's great sorry i was gonna say something else but i decided yeah. to just be like he's great um tim miller uh, so funny thing about Tim Miller's 100% track record. When I used to play basketball when I was in uh, high school, uh, what you played sports? You know I did. I know I just looked. Um, it. I played basketball in high school, and I made I shot I, I I tried for only two shots. I only made one of them. So throughout my entire uh, high school basketball career, I had a 50% track record. Hey man, <laughs> I mean it's not passing, but hey, it's whatever. It's close. It's my close. my coach took me aside and said. Uh, yeah, we should, we should, we should, we should uh, try to hone hone your skills. You got a good track record, that's fifty percent. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Yeah, but that was, that, but you were zero percent yesterday." It could be like sixty-seven percent next time. Make it yeah. like two-thirds. Come on. Uh, they were both uh, foul foul balls. So interesting. Oh. Huh. Baseball uh, free throws. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, foul throws. balls. Baseball, baby. That's baseball. It's been, a l- it's been a long time. Yeah. yeah. Moving on. What? You're not gonna ask me what I think about the Bendis Kitty Pride movie? What the hell, man? What do you think about Kitty Pride movie? 
What the hell? Tell me what you know about Kitty Pride real quick. Uh, she faces through walls, and she's marrying Colossus. She's that's, also that's, not a shadow cat. That's that's that's. And funny. she was played by. And she was played by Ellen Page, and who will probably not return. No, definitely not. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was just assumed you were on board. Yeah. Okay, no. cool. F Bendis. <laughs> <laughs> Moving well, on. I'm, I'm just going to say, I just don't want Fox to keep like stretching like kind of what, the, what Star Wars, Disney Star Wars is doing. It's like, hey, we're going to have a, a, a Kate Pride movie. Where did this come from? Well, I'm I not think, against it, obviously. Well, I think but, it's, that's a little different. No, this is a little different because, because what Disney is doing is coming up with movies and saying, here's who we're going to put in charge of it. Whereas this Fox has always kind of been under, come to us with a pitch and we'll fund it. Kinda, yeah. Oh, okay. Like Deadpool was, was like, uh, like the test footage. Yes, got quote unquote leaked. Logan was a massive campaign by James Mangold, and, mm-hmm. and like, if Fox, it's not like Fox said, "Hey, let's do an old man Logan movie." Who do we get to direct it? That's what Disney is doing with like Solo and Rogue One, or maybe not Rogue One, but it's certainly Solo. Yeah, we want to do this movie. We want you to do this movie. And, and if you don't do it right, we'll kick you off. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's a little bit different, but truthfully, the worry is like. What's Fox Studios going to look like next year? Because this movie is not going to be done in one year. Because no, movies take not. time. Um, and if we're just hearing about it getting written now, like it could come out. <sighs> it's so right I'm, before the deal closes. That's what I'm so interested about. Like just like uh, what happens when when that Disney deal happens, man? If it or does, happen, if, it if, does. It if it does, if it does, this could actually be an, a more like uh, them being like, yeah, maybe it's not going on, guys. Maybe no. we just. Uh... I don't know. Like I, I think the rumor that it was getting announced, and then now, like I don't think Bendis would would announce this. Hey, Bendis wouldn't jump on a sinking ship. Exactly, right. yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Not much to go on from that. Transformers. Oh, no. where are they? Because I can't see them. This is some uh, in some interesting stuff. So, uh, at the Toy Fair, which, by the way, looked awesome. A lot, a lot of great stuff. So a lot of great pops. Uh, Ready Player One pops. I know you're excited for Ben, uh, which we'll talk to, talk about in a moment. I know. Um, Hasbro, uh, the toy company, said that they... That the new execs at Paramount are rebooting the Transformers franchise after Bumblebee. Now, the next day, <laughs> the Transformers brand manager, the director, the Transformers brand manager, John Warden, said, Don't believe what you hear, don't worry. Sounds like damage control. Sounds like damage control. Why would maybe someone like Paramount was like, Hey, we have this movie coming out. Don't, don't, don't do that because then people will be like, Well, why do I care? Exactly. So interesting stuff. So what's going on with Transformers? The last one was a bomb and it was was a domestic bomb. It totally was. And I mean, probably reboot is a good idea. Yeah, I mean, yes. time, yeah, reboot is a very good idea. Uh, of course, let's see what happens with Bumblebee. But I kind of don't want any more Transformers movies for a while. Not until of this they, kind. Not of this kind. Definitely not like the big. The Warmers. director, the director of Bumblebee, makes me have faith. In yeah, Travis Knight. Yeah. yeah, I loved Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh, yeah. okay, so. yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, it's so weird because, like, yeah, like, do you think they'd want to promote this Bumblebee movie? And then they're like, yeah, we're just gonna reboot it. I'm like, well, yeah. exactly. Like, I don't care about Bumblebee. Then you guys clearly don't. Right. Uh, and maybe they're not rebooting it. I mean, these are the toy guys. Yeah, they're yeah. not the they're not the movie guys. The they movie don't. Guys. They just make the toys and and we did say and yeah. due to some rights issues, the pa- the Transformers franchise cannot be a part of the Hasbro Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. that they're trying. So to maybe build. this. Oh, gosh so darn. maybe this new reboot can be a way so they could get Transformers instead. No, it's a it's a rights, it's a rights issue. It oh. cannot happen. Oh, that sucks. Oh darn! Yeah, We're not going to get our Micronauts GI Joe Transformers movie. Oh Kimmy, no! I would love to see a, a on screen fight Please. between Rainbow Dash and Starscream. Please. Please give awesome. me more cinematic universes. Uh, there is a Rainbow Dash yeah, Starscream I know. fight. I, from Stab Death my Battle, eyes I know. out. Please kill me. What? 
No more universes, please. <laughs> we've uh, we've lost Ryan. Sorry, he's dead now. Yeah. Sparks, what do you what do you think about this one? Um, I mean, I'm in favor of scrap everything and start over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if the, if Bumblebee is good though, it makes me feel bad for Travis Knight because like I'm sure he won't take a project just to like make the money. Right. You'd think he like oh I want to make a good Transformers movie. Yeah. And they're like yeah Travis we don't care. Pretty <laughs> like, much. Oh Michael Bay come on. Michael, this could be. I mean, like, we didn't even talk about Michael Bay directing Lobo, but we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> that was last week, and I deliberately didn't talk about yeah! that because that's dumb. Oh God, he's directing what? I mean, don't worry about I, it. I think I think that the if Michael Bay had quit when Dark of the Moon ended, when he said he would the first time, mm-hmm. um, if he'd actually quit then, and someone else had come in and taken over Transformers, and we'd seen different Transformers movies than what we got then I'd be more open to like exploring more from that world. But they're, they're so they carry such a stink of Michael Bay at this point that I don't really care to see any more in that world. I'd re- I like, I'm not against more transformers movies. I'm against more transformers movies set in the world. Michael Bay created. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Same. Yes. And especially because I last open, night basically retconned totally everything. There are so many other things in Transformers they never touch that I'm like, I'm totally open to seeing a movie with those things in them. And look, we've, we talked about this in our last night review. The fact that they used Unicron was an absolute no-no. I, oh, no. I have forgotten every single thing about that movie except that Anthony Hopkins was in it. I only remember, yeah, that was... I, I can't yeah. tell you anything no, about but, that movie, but, dude. But my point is, because they used Unicron, that was, and how they used Unicron... That's it. <laughs> the fact that they did it means that it... it no, it's over. You can't get bigger. Dude, like, Unicron even, is it. They didn't even use Unicron. They're like, oh, Earth Actually, is Unicron. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they pulled they can a never, prime. They can never say, they can never bring in Unicron because they'd have to destroy the Earth to do it. Uh-huh. Uh, it would have, no. It's, that should have been like their Galactus movie. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, the Earth is Galactus? <laughs> and so, no. Uh, it's, that world is over. I don't care to see anything more in that world. But uh, Transformers last night retconned everything so that this Bumblebee movie can happen. And mm, I yeah. again, I yeah. like Travis Knight. I like him. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I, ho- I hope he makes a good one. Is that this year? Do we know? It's December, I believe. No. What? Well, oh. Next. There's oh. no Star Wars movie in December. No. You can put anything you want. Yeah. There's like Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, I figured out why Solo: A Star Wars Story is in May this year. Why? The anniversary of Star Wars. Oh. What is it? Like forty something years? It's forty-first. That's. <laughs> sure. Yeah, but that's that's not that's not that wasn't why though. What happened was that way back when they said they were moving all the Star Wars movies to May because that's what they'd wanted to do but Force Awakens they'd pushed back initially it was supposed to be December it was supposed to be in May they pushed it back to December so after Rogue One came out or while Rogue One was coming out they said we're going to move all the Star Wars movies to May because that's what they wanted to do mm. and then uh Carrie Fisher passed away so they postponed production on both Last Jedi and Episode 9 which left only Solo in a May time slot okay Right, and then we always thought that was strange because, especially when they when they cut out Lord Miller, hey, push it. No, you didn't even start production on nine, and you got a new director Dude, and you pushed it. They're probably still right. working on that movie right now. Yeah. Well, what I don't understand, I just don't understand why Disney would even want to put out one of its own IPs against another IP two weeks apart. Right, and that's what I uh, so I asked the producer about that, and that's and that, the explanation he gave me was. It's because of the anniversary. They wanted to put Solo, especially Solo, on the anniversary because of of New Hope. And but it's but it's the forty first. If it were the fortieth, I'd get. Yeah, forty one's like not a cool number. I mean, he still thought it was stupid, but that's the yeah. only explanation he could give me. So, and like I feel like I mean, 
everyone who wants to see Infinity War is going to see it those first two weekends. Okay. Yeah. So I guess they don't really have much to worry about. Can I tell you what I think it really is? Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that it got left in May because they postponed those others and they had that plan to stick it to May. I think at a certain point, I couldn't tell you exactly when, but I think at a certain point what it became is we can't move it off May because then people won't think that we have confidence in the movie. But we know they don't. Well, right. But they didn't want to play that. They they didn't want that to be subtle about it. So they, you know, at a certain point, like around the time where they had to move the uh, Lord and Miller off of it, I think that they were like, uh, well, we can't move off May because people will think that the film's in trouble. So we have to just commit. Same with Justice League. Well, thinking, well, speaking of uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Oh, Lando yeah. is getting a comic book. Another one. Another comic book, Lando, Double or Nothing, written by Rodney Barnes, who wrote Falcon. Yep. Uh, he, there's no artist attached, announced as of yet. Uh, but it's going to be released the May after the May after uh, the week after Solo: A Star May 30th, Wars Story. Right? I yeah, think. May thirtieth. Um, the comic will take place sometime before the events of the upcoming standalone film. Um, it's focused on Lando, set during an incident right before the film, uh, with a backstory about Lando and L three, who I think is a new droid in the new movie. I was gonna say Lobot. I don't think Lobot's in this movie, which is kind of stupid. Damn. Uh, coming out of the film, we think everyone is going to want to read more about Lando, Michael Siglin. Uh, Looks Film Publishing Creative Director. Hey, guess what, Michael? That's all we want to know about. <laughs> we want this movie to be about Lando. Yeah, dude. Uh, so there's a there's a Lando book that came out like two years ago that Charles Soule wrote. Really that's good. a it's a pretty awesome miniseries. Uh, like like there's like a Chewbacca one and a Han Solo one. Like that one's the best one. Yeah. Uh, it has him stealing a Super Star Destroyer. It's great. It's really great. Yeah. Wait, isn't that the one where he stole like one of the the ships with that like one of Palpatine's like best yeah. ships or something. Yeah, he straight up. I was getting, yeah. I was buying those books, and then for some reason my dealer just. You need a new dealer, dude. I no. have the trade if you want to borrow it. Sweet, I think I will. I want to yeah. finish it. Yeah, uh, I'm down for more Lando, baby. Yeah, that's all I'm down I was, for. I was really enjoying. <laughs> the second I, really I heard like that Lando. Donald, well, the second I heard that Donald Glover was cast as Lando Calrissian, I'm like, best casting I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Everyone's more way more excited for Lando <laughs> than they are about Solo. How messed up is that? I will say, seeing the trailer on the big screen. Uh, it looks, it looks, it looks and I pretty good. You, like for some reason, all day I had the uh, the trailer music stuck in my that's head, good music. and I couldn't yeah. place where it was from. Yeah. And then the trailer started. I was like, oh, that's where. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks, it looks like a good, like it looks like a good Star Wars movie. <laughs> it looks, it does look it like a Star Wars. Like a that's Star what I mean. Movie. It looks like a Star Wars movie. <laughs> it looks like a Star Wars movie. This yeah. looks like a Star Wars, but is it sparkies, a Star Wars? Sparks, 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 sparks. Lando, you gonna read this uh, one? Uh, I yes, I, I would, I would just be reiterating everything you guys just said. So. Sure. Um. Yeah. So that's coming out May thirty. Did you Did you read Lando the first one? The first Lando. Yes. He cool. Man, it's so good. Yeah. I. Yeah. Lobot. I liked it. Why isn't Lobot in the movie? I wonder. I don't know. He'll be there. Watch. I wonder if they'll make him look more like Donald Glover. They are the key art shows they showed, him look like Donald Glover. Yeah. The the the, the cover okay. page is like I didn't Donald see Glover. It. Yeah. yeah. So the key art has him looking like Donald Glover, and it's got the new design of the Millennium Falcon, uh, which we got a somewhat like, half-assed explanation for. I don't know how I, f- I have no problem with that. I got to preface this. I, I have no problem with that, but I don't know how I would feel if they then, I'm not saying this would happen, but like if there was a comic where it showed a younger Han Solo for whatever reason, or younger Han Solo showed up in this, I don't want him to look like Alden. Yeah, me neither. I don't. You get what I mean? Yeah. I don't think they would. I think they would. Well, why make this? Because Billy D. Williams and uh, Don Glover are supposed to be around the same age in this film. That's okay. So that's a question I'm asking. When does this take place? When does Solo this take place? Solo takes place. 
Is this Either... like five years? Because like that's a that's a. It might take actually. It might take place before Rebels. I think Sparks. I think your thing because after I rewatched the trailer, you see Amelia Clark's character and she looks like she's really poor and then she's really rich. So I think there is going to be a big time jump. I think speaking, you're right. Speaking of that, okay. So yes, there's another book uh, coming out by Del Rey. Um, that's Disney's uh, publishing arm. Um, they're putting out a new a new kind of young adult book that's about Solo and Lando, and it's three points in their history. One before Solo, a Star Wars story, one between Solo and A New Hope, and one after Return of the Jedi. Cool. And it's just about moments that Lando and he have encountered each other. Hmm. Um, and it was, we're getting like characters, like people from... Uh, like that early that, that uh, early one before Solo, we get um, Amelia Clark's character. Uh, there's also a book about Amelia Clark and Solo growing up on uh, Corellia. Yeah. Um, so that could be where that's from. What okay. you're talking about in the trailer. And then the one the story be- after Return of the Jedi has a young Ben Solo. Oh, that's gonna be so, so sad. Oh no. So that's uh, that's some interesting stuff. That's a lot of Star Wars. Whenever there's a new movie comes out, they put out at least five books. <sighs> yeah. Oh yeah. At least they're probably gonna tell us why they named him Ben Solo or not. I think something else. I, I, I think, think we know why. I think we know. I why. think we know why. They love Uncle Ben's rice. They never, they never met him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they did it. Luke talks about him. Enough. Oh no, Han met Ben. Yeah, yeah, Han met Ben, but it didn't really. Yeah, no. Well, Whatever. that's a that's a that's an argument for a different day. Yeah, that's another time. Um, yeah, I think that was a. I think honestly, that's a reference to Ben Skywalker in, in the original expanded universe. Bad. Yeah. Moving on. Moving to on. The east side. Shield has had a number of comics uh, over the years. <laughs> yeah, not like this one. <laughs> uh, Jonathan oh. Hickman and Dave and Dustin Weaver had a run in 2010. It was supposed to be a six miniseries. Only four issues came out. Yep. Uh, Ryan, would you like to tell us what the comic's about? No. Um, it's <laughs> I. It, I read it a while ago, but it's it's basically like like you know how hydra was like an ancient organization basically shield has been invented since like the dawn of time and like leonardo da vinci like helped create it what yeah dude it's like crazy it's crazy right. what yeah so issue Nonsense. five and six are finally going to be released in may Jeez. like t- and a one shot called shield the rebirth number one will reprint the first four issues Eight also out in may I'm, I'm gonna rebuy those both delve deeper says the solicitation. Mm. Delve deeper into the hidden past of S.H.I.E.L.D. along with some of history's greatest minds. Michelangelo has been pulling the strings for years and is now becoming the prime mover. Can he keep Leonardo da Vinci and Isaac Newton from killing each other and destroying the Brotherhood of the S.H.I.E.L.D.? The battle for the immortal city comes to a climactic conclusion. (laughs) Leonid makes his choice between two fathers. Michelangelo and Nikola Tesla kick their plan into high gear. Galileo takes on Galactus long before the Fantastic Four did. The truth behind Nostradamus stands revealed, and Howard Stark lays the foundation for the espionage organization you know and love. Catch up on Jonathan Hickman and Dustin Weaver's secretive S.H.I.E.L.D. saga before the eagerly anticipated finale, collecting S.H.I.E.L.D.s one through four. That's the Hickman I miss. That's the Marvel Marvel I miss, man. What? God. And I, I don't ever know why the book never finished. Like they just like they, they just, just stopped. They just stopped, and then it's like we'll get back to it when we get back to it. And then eight years later, the solicitation for the new issues reads: Jonathan Hickman and Dustin Weaver's unfinished epic gets its conclusion. Jonathan Hickman and Dustin Weaver's unfinished epic, uh, epic of 2010, 2011 finally gets its conclusion. The Brotherhood of the Shield is made of the likes of Da Vinci, Stark, Tesla, and Richards. 
but they're in trouble. Sir Isaac Newton stands with the with his foot on the world's throat, and no one can stop him. The battle Gravity dog. that decides our present is waged in the future. Dude, it's so good. I can't. I reread it on Marvel Unlimited, like when we first talked about this months ago, and it's just bonkers. Dude. Hold up. So Isaac Newton is the bad guy. I yeah. sure. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, I've never read it, but it sounds awesome. This. It, it like crosses like time what? and different people doing different things. And what it's, it's sparks? Let's get your thoughts on this one because you've been a little you've been silent. I'm, this... not, I'm not sure. I'm really unfamiliar with all this. It just sounds bizarre, right? Yeah, I mean, it sounds as bizarre as Secret War as a lead up to Secret Wars was, and that was great. Yeah, um, it's just it's so weird that Hickman's like, yeah, I'll finish it. He literally has a quote where he's just like, yeah, we've been sitting on it. We decided to put it out finally. Yeah, I, I, it's great. I'm just happy. So that'd be fun. He's going back to Marvel. I'm totally wolf for that. I know. The <laughs> next thing we hear, Jonathan Hickman signs exclusive contract with DC. <sighs> hey, I'd be okay with it. Yeah, right? <laughs> Life would be good. Shall we get into some trailers then? Anyone else want to talk about that sort of things before? Um, Hasbro bought Power Rangers. Oh, yeah. That That's just a small thing. So like, Hasbro's not going to make the Power Rangers toys. I thought that was yeah. interesting and weird. The new Infinity Gauntlet looks awesome. Yes, it does. I want it's $100. I want it's Only $100, too. That's pretty cheap. Yep. Fully articulated. Let's get into some trailers. Let's start with the worst one. What's that? I'm going to say Rampage? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Sparks, did you see this brand new amazing Rampage trailer that shows I, everything? I heard it showed the entire movie and I decided not to watch it. Yeah, you're still not missing much. Don't no. worry. I don't. Yeah, probably. It does uh, spoil the end, no, yeah. I guess. Uh, yeah. It looks sillier, but sure. Why it, looks, not? it still looks like San Andreas, like, like tonal. Like, it's it, got such a weird green gray palette. Yeah, it's just like Excuse a, me. it's just boring, just boring. And apparently, the wolf flies. Yeah, it has hands, hands. It literally has hands. Yeah, it's Jurassic World. <laughs> it's, yeah, right. It's, yeah, it's a cuttlefish. This, uh, it's guys. It's coming out four twenty. That's all you need to know. I right? wonder why. Yeah, that's all you need to know. I hope it's goofier than it really is. I do too. Like then it looks. I mean, San Andreas was like fine. I like San Andreas. And it's I, right. I, I quite enjoyed the Rampage uh, franchise as a child. I played a whole bunch. Uh, so we'll see. Do we it, think The Rock is turning large in this one? I. That's what we talked about, and th- the movie will be redeemed if The Rock turns into a giant kaiju monster. <laughs> if that's the final battle, like he, like he and George, like George is like gone crazy, the big monkey, and he has to like, all right, there's only one person who can take it down. It's um, me, and he s- eats the formula and turns into a giant rock monster. Excuse me, gorilla. Oh, Batman. Y'all, y'all know that that ends with a whole lot of buildings getting hit by a giant swinging Johnson. Oh! Uh, <laughs> and that was a fake nerd podcast. <laughs> we are now canceled. That's good scary. night, everybody. That the show will never get better than that. Uh, so there's a franchise called Crank, and I love the Crank franchise. Yes, okay. And Crank okay, Two has a scene where uh, Jason Statham gets so electrified that he imagines them turning into two giant kaiju versions of themselves, and they have a giant fight. So if I can get that, but two hundred million dollars, I would love it. All right. Yeah. I never saw Crank Two. I only saw Crank One. It's it's something. Uh, Batman Ninja finally released a release date and an English trailer and a voice cast. Hey, yeah. All in one day. Who's that voice cast? Uh, so, the new Batman Ninja trailer looks pretty great. It does. Roger Craig Smith plays Batman. He played Batman in Origins. Batman Origins. There we go. Uh, Tony Hale was played Joker. Tony Hale is from uh, is from uh, Arrested Development. <laughs> Gray Griffin will play Catwoman. Nope. Tara Strong is Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Okay. That's interesting. Saving saving it. money. There we go. I can uh, dig it. Fred Tadascore. Tadascore. He played Wolverine and the Hulk. We'll play Gorilla Grodd and Deathstroke. Yep. Of course he is. Uh, Yuri Lowenthal. Yeah, you know Yuri. He's a bunch. Of, he's in a bunch of anime, video games, and stuff. We'll oh. play Robin. Okay. Uh, I think this is uh, uh, Damian Wayne, Robin. Yes, because uh, Nightwing's there. Adam Crosdell. 
We'll play Nightwing and Alfred. Old man and a young man. There you go. Huh. This one's strange, guys. Yeah. Wilfred L. will play Red Robin and Red Hood. Ooh. Wasn't he beyond Batman Beyond? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, cool, whatever. But we never heard him do enough with his voice to justify playing two characters in one show. True. One There's really saving money on this one, dude. It looks yeah. like. I think the animation's too crazy. I love Wilfred L. Happy to see his voice, his voice in there. Tom Kenny as Penguin. Yeah. And uh, Eric Bauza as Two-Face. Oh, Two-Face was in there? Did we yeah. see him in the trailer? No. Okay, cool. Uh, Eric ba- so the so essentially the plot is Gorilla Grodd sends everyone to the past. Oh, is it Gorilla Grodd who does it? Yeah. That's oh. okay. And uh, the villains are trying to vie for control of Japan to rewrite history, and Batman has to stop him. Of course. I like the animation, actually. I do, too. Uh, it's the ce- the cel-shaded animation but that I didn't quality. like in Godzilla Monsters. Monsters this one actually one. has a budget. But this one actually looks really good. Yeah, when I first saw the, the 3D... Lots of colors. So good. The 3D style animation, I was kind of turned off by it, because you know me in Japanese animation, I like the traditional 2D style. Me, too. But seeing this... Yeah, because when we saw Godzilla Monster Planet, I was like, this this is kind of throwing me so off. So boring? Yeah. Even when I'm watching Sailor Moon and they do the, the transformations in 3D, it's a little off-putting and then it goes back to traditional 2D. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's not as off-putting as when they did it in Anastasia when he, he's holding the, the little music box and it's not in the same Oh, that's oh that. <laughs> that. I actually think I remember that. Yeah. But just seeing this trailer again and he actually hearing an English voice cast, because the voices sound great, and I... I'm, I'm actually really look, looking forward to Batman Ninja. That second trailer was it made me more infinitely more excited. Yeah, uh, Sparks, what do you and think? Even Joker has a little mustache that's green. Mm. That's weird. Like oh, a samurai mustache. Like a, like a, like the original '66 series. Cesar Romero. Cesar Romero. Yeah, Sparks, like, like yeah, go ahead. Sparks, what do you think? I, I agree with you that I don't think the animation is going to be as disastrous of a problem here as it was with Monster Planet because it's kind of stylized. It, it fits. It looks like it flows better. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It looks um, like it moves better. Like well, it's not stiff. It, yeah, yeah, and it's it's a lot more because it's comics doing this Japanese style. It's a lot more easy to base itself in this cartoon style and get on board with it than Godzilla was because Godzilla is not usually a cartoon. Sure. So, uh, I I'm 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 interested. It I'm I can't take it seriously. Like I mean, really, it, should it you? Seems like it'll be a lot of fun to watch but it's it's a huge joke to me sure oh yeah okay yeah i mean but that's kind of what i want i mean if you think about it, batman is already a ninja except now he's hey, in man, japan like, batman getting sent back in time to fight ninjas is like just as crazy as like an evil flash batman coming from a dark dimension like it's all it's all silly comic books to me if done for well me, anything yeah. can be done no yeah so for me um what it is is there were a couple of lines in that trailer where it's just so like un- unashamedly like standard typical what you'd expect yeah really hokey cheesy dialogue of it uh you know a great warrior in a batman mask you know like that yeah um and that's fine uh i i'm partial to cuz i've been watching a lot of this anime called jojo jojo oh bizarre. the bizarre adventure ooh and if you watch it in the dub form they do what they also do it in Japanese, but you can't understand it unless you're watching it in English, um, because you need the you need to understand what the, what it is with tone. They say these insanely like everything is always dialed up to like twelve. It's all so over the top in their delivery and just insanely that like it's almost a joke in itself, and that makes it more entertaining. 
that's kind of what I wish Batman Ninja was doing. Like I, I, I feel like my my downfall with it is going to be that's going to take itself too seriously. I can see sure. that. I can see yeah. that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, Whereas if it like just leaned into how silly it is, I would like it a lot more. It did look like there was like a giant Joker robot at the end, so I think that's right. Pretty, but that's, I mean, like, not, at the end that, of the day, I feel like they're going to handle it seriously. At the end of the day, yeah. we won't really know until the movie comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, I can understand what you're saying, though. Yeah, yeah I, I totally get what you're saying, and um, we'll we'll see. The movie is going to be out digitally April 24th and physically May 8th. Cool. Uh, so in the like mid to late 2000s, uh, the Marvel started to make these uh, anime versions of their characters. There was like Iron Man. There was like Iron Man. Yeah, and it's the manga verse. Yeah, they weren't great. No, I watched all those. They're not great. So another trailer dropped this week. Another one. Ready Player One released its oh, third trailer. I believe, come with at this me. Because I actually don't remember the second trailer. Yeah, I'll be honest with it's, you. The second one is a uh, jump, jump. Well, the second one had just like I forgot what the song was, but yeah, then it, had, it pumped up Van Halen's jump. I think the trailer is well made. Yeah. Um, I have I, I mean it's I've said this to you guys before. It's for yeah. the book for me. Yeah. Uh, but you're in an interesting place where you're reading the book before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So like that was going to happen. I figured yeah. it. was I don't going think to it really did spoil the book for you though. I'll, we'll it's, find out. We're we'll not talk, gonna talk about yeah, it. Obviously here, not. But, right. Obviously not. But I mean, yeah, it did show quite a bit of the th- of the third act. For my thoughts of uh, for my thoughts of Ready Player One, just follow my Twitter account. It is spoiler <laughs> alert. I'm not enjoying it. He's yeah. not. He is not. I'm gonna get all the positive stuff out of the way first before we could bash on it. Uh, yeah, it's well made trailer. I think I I. I, so we saw it in the, in the theater again, and I was just like, man, like if I separate myself from everything that I know about it, what I think about it, like the behind the scenes and who the person who wrote it and all stuff, I'm like, if I'm a regular person, I'm like, man, it looks like a cool like big movie. Oh, look, Iron Giant's there. That's cool. But it also looks like it has a giant CGI end all yeah. gray thing flying around. It sure it's does. Kind of just like grunge. Doomsday net. times a thousand. And like, sure, okay. Yeah. I just, I just, I like to think like, hey man, we're all regular people and we all came to the Oasis to like try to find something else, but like this is a real thing. We, we all got a band together. Yeah, this, I'm cool this with trailers, that. This trailer's, the first two trailers are like, I, I can't remember the second trailer, so I'm only speculating. The first trailer at least was like, look how fun this, the second this one's like adventure that, so. romp is, is blah, blah, yeah. blah. And this one is like, everyone you know is going to die. Oh my God, stakes where the rebellion is going to be, we're going to like, we're really well, going to, so much stakes. The, the first uh, trailer was like setting the tone and this one is like what the story is. This is actually, that's but what the book's I'm, about. But here's the thing, even where I'm at in the book, those stakes of like everyone you know and love is going to die and that's a fact, has have not been presented to me yet. Just wait, they will. No, I get it. Yeah. But, that's such a now watching that from the trailer and not reading it organic. I can only assume that's organic in the book, but watching the two trailers go from that to be like, yeah, that's that is a that is a that someone tried to turn and hit a wall. I just I I don't think it's that extreme. I I get what you're saying. Like they are different tonally, but like you don't want to lie to your audience and not tell them what the movie's about. It's kind of like. Pixar kind of does this in reverse, like Cars Three, the first trailer for oh, Cars yeah. Three, Death Murder, is like <laughs> Lightning McQueen probably died. Yeah, and then the second trailer was like, oh, just "Hey, kidding. just kidding." It's like, no, he's he's not dead. He got a crash, but he's not dead. Uh, I really actually enjoyed this this third trailer for um a Red Player One, most partly because of the way they did they incorporate the Willy Wonka song into it. I didn't realize they've been doing this as the first trailer. I and I felt really bad. Yeah, yeah. The first trailer they put just the instrumental this time. They add lyrics to it, and it sounds really, really cool. Um, Good choice, I think. Yeah, um, they. I think they. Uh, we saw a lot more of the Iron Giant in this one, which we, is very strange. Which I think is replacing. Yeah, Spider Man, a uh, Super Spider Man robot. Yeah. So like, there's like 
no Disney representation in this movie at all because it's a Warner Brothers thing, right? So I think they're replacing... Or, or they just thought that's just way too deep a cut in American Odyssey. No, dude, because there's a still, Gundam in there. That's not deep cut. And this is still... Like, a lot of the properties that we see, and especially the final act, are owned by Universal. Yeah. And this is a Warner Brothers movie, so Warner Brothers is putting a lot of money in they just don't licensing. Wanna, yeah, they don't want to go to Disney and ask for Spider-Man. Like, that's probably the entire budget right there. Like the, yeah. there's a licensing there's a, there's some dude in the licensing department going are you what why are you doing this <laughs> so to me? we can get the Iron Giant for a fifth of the price and Vin Diesel will do it for free because he's not working <laughs> he Vin reprises Diesel, his role Vin Diesel does come back yes he yeah. does but also we, we do get to see a lot um, we got to see some more of the final fight uh, we get to see um, H both in and out of the Oasis because in the book H is one of my favorite characters is that, is that him it's kind don't of a spoiler. spoiler stuff, it's a spoiler, don't. but I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you after the show because it's a bit of a spoiler. No, not not him in the not him in the him in the Oasis. We saw him in the Oasis. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was him. In the Oasis. That is not how I. Pictured I know him. that's not how I pictured him either. It's totally different from the book. And again, something the trailer does well uh, is it it makes the Oasis much more visually interesting to me mm-hmm. rather than in the book where it's just kind of falling flat. Yeah. So yeah. Sparks, well, let's get you and what do you think? Sparks about this? loves this trailer. <laughs> I mean, I, I did kind of already share with you guys what, what I felt about this. Um, I, I'm i not very interested in a lot of, a, a, like you said, you know, like a big CGI thing where there's just kind of where's Waldo with a bunch of references all over the place. Um, I'm not super into that. I like the idea of the, the what you're capable of in the virtual reality and like having this nostalgia for older things and like pop culture things is a really great idea, I think. But um, this, this is kind of the trailer that put me off of the film a little bit more because I was like, wow, that's kind of all it is, isn't it? There isn't really a lot more substance to this. And I mean, I'll find out for myself cause I'm, I'm going to read the book in a, in a little bit, but um, yeah, it put me off of it a little. I can see that. I've, yeah. I've seen it. Just, like people describe it as like hollow and I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. I totally like I 100% get that, but like, and we've all talked about this. Like at the end of the day, I just don't think Steven Spielberg would put his name on this because he doesn't just he doesn't do anything. He picks and chooses, and like his his filmography is better than it is worse. So I'm just like, man, he. I think these trailers are just like this is what it is. Like it's gonna be a reference bomb, but I oh, think yeah. he's gonna be able to navigate it where there's it'll a be way, a little more. Personal. There's a way in the book. The references. We're not. I don't want to get too much into the book because we will do a book club on it. Yeah. But the book is essentially Wade just spewing references uh, in his internal monologue because it's first person omniscient and in 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 the dialogue. Whereas in the movie, you don't you ha- you have to take out all that internal monologue stuff because yeah. it's ne- it needs to be third person. Yeah, the movie needs to be third person. Yeah, so, and, oh. so hopefully they can just like wipe all of that and maybe put the references to the background and only keep the ones that are story relevant. Word. Yeah, and Brandon, you did say once the plot actually did start up, there's an interesting kernel of a plot. Yes, and actually the book wants to say something. It's just that the the writer can't stop jerking off to the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> just do anything about it. So uh. I've read the book and I'm going. I'm going to for the book club. Um, do uh, when you enter the oasis, are you playing as like character? Are you playing as like Ryu? Are you playing as as Overwatch? You can make your you can avatar make your... look like whoever you want. Okay, yeah. so I think they're gonna get away with that, where they're gonna have like actual people be playing Trace from Overwatch or actual people being the Halo guy. So instead of just having a thousand different things, like you're gonna know who this person is and then they transform into that character. And I think that's the best way to make it more personal instead of just throwing references at you. Like, cause, like I said, that's what it is. It's a reference guide. Yeah, it's the '80s. So, like, I, I agree. That's a really 
much better idea. Yeah, and I I feel like Spielberg we can only hope. I feel like Spielberg would because like a, a lot of people like just I think there's they're so against the movie because they really don't like the book. And and I like, can totally get that. And I totally get that too. But I'm like, man, it's, it's, I, Spielberg, he does a lot for me. That's a that's a name. That's a big name. Yeah. Uh, well, let's get off of this one. Um, yeah. Because we've talked talked that one to death. Wonka. For the last trailer, we'll talk about this week. Probably the best. Did you hear the Paddington guy is going to direct a Willy Wonka movie? Yes. That, that's all I want to say. It's awesome. He's doing. Yes. That's all. We'll talk about that. It's later. awesome. That's awesome. The Incredibles two. Oh yes. Ooh. This looks amazing, guys. I'm My roommate so doesn't stoked. think so because he's like, "Why are we doing like the same thing?" But it's the it opposite. But why are we doing the same thing? That's the opposite. Well, I don't think we are. Like, the, no. there's the people think that Bob Odenkirk's character is the villain, like Syndrome was in the last one, yeah. and, that, and that's what's going. I don't think that's what it is. I hope not. I believe. I totally believe in Pixar, and I think this trailer is Brad awesome. Bird, Brad Bird's waited like 13 years for this. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing about Pixar trailers. I even it's like with Cars three. You see the first Cars three trailer, you think Lightning McQueen is dead. And then you go see the movie, and Control. no, he's not dead. And you think Nathan Fillion's character is the bad guy, but there really isn't a villain. It's it's there's I don't know, I don't know. The thing of, the, <laughs> I don't know. The thing about Pixar trailers, they like to throw me off a lot. Yeah, they will throw me curveballs left and right, and like with Coco, I honest to God that thought that Ernesto was um uh, Miguel's great great great. Oh, spoilers! Oh come on, that movie's been out for not a on month. DVD yet. That's the rule. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Stop talking, man. Ryan hasn't seen it. Yeah. Damn it. We wait till the DVD. <laughs> okay, well, I thought that one thing was going to be the thing, and Doesn't then it matter. turns out the other thing was But Pixar, yes, you're right. And it, you know what? It's great that, that uh, Ellen is getting more uh, is getting more of the focus in this film. Mm-hmm. She's a great character. Elastigirl? Oh, I love Elastigirl. Yeah, and I'm really happy to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, bringing back everyone, uh, I'm, I'm, this movie looks great. I can't say enough good things about this movie. S- seeing uh, Mr. Incredible like go f- batshit crazy with the five o'clock show trying yeah. to take care of Jack That's Jack really great. is just uh, hilarious. And actually, uh, I don't, uh, Dash's voice uh, sounds, ju- sounds almost just like the original. Yeah. Which, uh, which was good. Uh, Sparks, you as our resident Pixar expert, what do you think? <laughs> um, I mean, the, so there was nothing in here that that surprised me because this is kind of some of the stuff that I told you guys when uh, when we talked about it after D twenty three that they said you know oh, Ellen's yeah. going to be Ellen's going to be the main focus uh, for the hero stuff. Bob's going to be kind of in the new position. The new position is that Bob is now taking care of the kids and being at home, which is not something he's ever done. It's not something he's ever ever done. Um, and meanwhile, Ellen is going out there and she's being the hero and like the, the core part of the plot is going to envelop itself from what Helen, uh, is encountering. Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm fully on board. I've been fully on board the whole time. So the the beginning of the trailer where it's just like the underminer at the end of the, at the end of the first movie. Mm -hmm. And Uh then they just leave Jack, uh, Dash, Dash and Violet over, over there. And like, you guys stay there, take care of, wait, wait, we put the mask on, just stay there. We'll (laughs) handle this. And then Dash right. at dinner is like, I want to fight bad guys. It's or whatever. it's good to see a uh, Frozone back. Yeah, yeah. happy. Same I guess Dash. he found his super suit. He did. Um, um, is that poster? I seen online. Is that the the Incredibles two poster? The one with Edna where it says it's been too long, darlings. Is that a real poster? Yes. Or is that, oh, thank God. I also seen one where he's like ironing. Ironing. <laughs> we saw that at the movie theater today. Oh yeah. yeah. There's there's another one that the, with like the Incredibles uh, outfits and the washing machine. That's really good. <laughs> good trailers. Uh, good posters. Oh, yeah. uh, this is the closest we're going to get to a Franklin Richards. So Jack Jack, you're my new best friend. All right, that's that's uh that's the end of the news. Ooh, uh, anything ooh. else you guys wanted to bring up before we moved on? Um 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 oh. um 
even though Ready Player One, the toys that Funko's gonna put out, like the pops and the the replica keys, I really want those keys. Yeah, those are look really cool. Yeah. Mm, nope. That's it. Cool. Sparky Sparks. News it up. Uh, no, I'm good. I mean, I'm I'm stoked for Incredibles two. So yeah, Heck yeah, dude. It's my favorite Pixar well, movie. First one. So now we're going to review. Black Panther. Oh, uh, it's going to be full, live? Full spoilers uh, from here on out. So if you have not seen the film, uh, stop it right here and go watch the movie and hopefully come back uh, or just lose this download altogether. Who knows? Considering uh, the, the time we had to, to try to see this movie and how many sold out theaters there were, you've probably seen it. Hey, guys. Also, I'll time code it. Yeah. I'm going to see it again tonight yeah, after yeah. we're done if recording. If we record early enough. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, let's get some initial, thought, initial thoughts. bad. Zero out of um, we'll start, I'll start with <laughs> Ryan. Okay, so I, uh, you guys know, at least you guys here uh, know that like I wasn't super hot on the last couple Marvel movies. Uh, and I'm, one of the main reasons was what was Thor and right, Thor and Guardians. Guardians. Yeah, and one of my main things was because of character. And I, I talked about how in Thor, like I thought Thor was a really funny, funny movie, but Thor as himself, his character wasn't there. This movie is nothing but amazing characters and great action. And a great story, and it's politically charged, and it's beautiful, and it's one of the best Marvel movies ever made. Ben, as I'm chewing an ice cube, um, why did you put an ice cube in your mouth? What's, I, I, get Ice Cube out of there. He's a nice actor. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Really good rapper too. Uh, I came into this movie knowing it was going to be great. I've I've been seeing people talk about <gasps> it on um, Facebook, saying how you need to go see this movie. Oh my god, this movie is awesome. This movie is so. It's just. Sitting down, real and sitting down watching this movie the whole time I was entertained. I was like, I want, I cannot. This movie pumped me up for Infinity War, but at the same time, this is like, this is a really, really good movie. This mm-hmm. is a really, really good Marvel movie. Take out all the politics involved. Take out all the other, um, all the other BS that people are trying to make this like movie. This, this is a political movie. Let's dance around the politics as much as we can because we're yeah. four white people and really. Really, what business do we have talking about? Yeah. We don't. That, but me sitting down and saying this is a, a very well directed comic book movie. This is a very well made comic book movie. It makes me love this character even more. And oh my gosh, this movie is definitely worth seeing it twice in one day. Yeah, th- this movie was absolutely fantastic. Uh, it is probably one of the, if not the best made Marvel film. Um, I don't know. I want to wait for the dust to settle for me to give it that. Uh, but it was, I was blown away. Like, I love the cinematography. I love the music. I love the characters. Every character is fantastic. They all mm-hmm. get moments to shine. Uh, all T'Challa, the, act- all the actors. himself is, is amazing. I love Chadwick Boseman in this. Oh, yeah. uh, the humor comes from a much more organic place, and I think that's what Marvel is, is succeeding at a lot more lately, is finding more organic places to put hu- in humor and less kind of quippy. Um, yeah, I was, I was a big fan of this one. Uh, Sparks, what do you think? Um, I really, really liked it. All right. Yeah, I that really, works. really liked it. Um, I... Uh, I got my notes. It, I... Go for it. Just go for it, man. Go for I, it. I know. I'm just like... We have to acknowledge the fact that... Whatever. We're four white guys. I don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. This, this is a really important movie the fact that it was as politically charged as it was i really liked what ryan coogler said about it that um 
you know, like, you know, the, more than anything, he was like, there, there are a lot of reasons why politics was a part of this. One of the biggest ones being the fact that T'Challa is at his core a, going to be a politician because he represents Wakanda to the world. Like, that's that's who he is. This is a movie about him, and he is a representative of an entire nation. So I did, I did say dance around. I didn't mean to say avoid altogether. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well... I don't even think that was necessary to say like this movie was incredibly politically charged and it's good that it was. Um, Cause the whole thing is, is a, the whole thing about T'Challa versus Killmonger is, is more than not only is it a personal thing about their, their relations to each other, but it's also about um, two different ideas of how the world should be. And watching those two different ideologies fight each other is what, is so interesting about it is because those are ideas about how the world is. And that's, that's what I love. Like the politics of it is ingrained in its heart. And I thought that worked really, really well. Yeah, I agree. You know, this is um, the first Marvel film where the post credit scene was in the trailer. That's really weird. That's so weird, isn't it? Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Um, A lot of people were like, were thinking like it was just, it was in the movie and they just decided let's just kick it off yeah like why it could have easily been at the end of the film yeah um i thought it's almost like uh, this is my i am iron man moment yeah a little bit but like they just like cut it off and then it happens yeah yeah uh yeah man this one oh man so it starts in oakland 1992 which threw me off and they always do that at the beginning of marvel movies where i'm like oh they're starting off in like like oh yeah they've done that for for a while a lot of them uh, have for uh, for a while lately civil war uh, started awarded yep um not Winter Soldier. What was the other one? Iron Man Three did. Yep. Um, um Ant Man did too. Guardians of the did. Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Two. That Iron big Guardians white box. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah. So that's 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 really weird. But so we see um, this kind of guys like they're planning something. Uh, they plan to do something. It looks like they're part of like the Black Panthers. A little bit. I thought that's what that was. Maybe. I think I think it's supposed to be like a, like they were planning a little like, nod or something. A little, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and then. King Chachaka shows up. Well, first the the Dora Milaje show up. Yes. I'm sorry if I mispronounce that. I'm a white guy. Sorry, but like they just like there's like yo there's some like beautiful like big uh, speared ladies like outside like let them in. They're not gonna knock twice, dude. Yeah. Like they just show up because he knows because he knows the thing and spo- yeah. you know, he's Wakandan. Yes. Um, and King Chachaka shows up to talk to his brother, who is this guy we're we're, we're talking to. It's mm-hmm. his, it's Prince uh, Najobu. Yeah. Um, King Chachaka played by the son of the guy who played him in Civil War. Fam- family heirloom there you go yeah it's yeah. really cool and uh and so it's like this whole thing like we find out that that prince nojobu has uh given claw essentially access to steal the vibranium yeah. from and this happens shortly after claw stolen the vibranium so we see uh a young kind of a young andy circus yep um and kind of what happened and he killed a bunch of people and stole, stole and the prince allowed it to happen yeah. yeah, and the yeah. prince allowed it to happen, gave him the keys to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's find out that his friend is also Wakandan sent to... Uh, Spy on him. Is Juri? No, Zuri. Zuri is the man, Shuri is the girl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Zuri, uh, played by Forrest Whitaker, uh, the, the elder. The, yes. And uh, he's like the, the shaman dude. Basically, yeah, uh, Wakanda was, was betrayed by its own prince, yep. and the king had to take care of it. And again, one yep. of those things against the ideas were, ideals where yeah. um, T'Chaka is like... We are. We cannot come to the. We cannot give aid to the to the rest of the world. And yeah. he's like, "Why not? We see these people dying. Yeah. We see these like people we're the most hurting. powerful advanced nation in the world. Why aren't we doing anything to help anyone?" Yeah. yeah. And it's very politically charged. The further this movie goes on, I'm like, "Oh my god, this is so American." Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, there's a, there's a great line in the post credit sequence um, that says, "In times of crisis, uh, 
uh, we should build bridges, wise not barriers. Men, wise men build bridges, not barriers. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. thought that was a really great line. Yeah. Really hit, really hit me. Um, then we cut to uh, we cut to the, the oh man, we didn't even talk about like they they have a they have a flashback to the creation of Wakanda. Oh house, yeah, which oh. looks amazing. That animation sequence looked like the sand or whatever that stuff yeah. is. That was is really there, cool. also their technology is kind of like it's that? like nanites or something crazy. Yeah. Dude. What was oh. the, what's the panther god? Bast. Ba- 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 Bach. Basque. You say best, best, best. Yeah. B-A-S-T. They say instead B-A-S-T. of instead of ga- instead of for God's sakes, they say for bass sakes. Yeah, oh, that was cute. Did you have someone say say sparks? Yeah, um, one of my one of my favorite things is uh, about this is, um, I love the poetry. This is talking not specifically about this moment, but something about here triggered it. Um, the whole film is is so poetic in its telling of Killmonger, which is one of the reasons I like the movie so much. I, I love that when you're first entering the film, your immediate assumption, whether you did this or not, your immediate assumption would be to believe that at the beginning it's T'Challa asking T'Chaka about Wakanda. Yes. But it's but it's Killmonger asking his father about Wakanda. And it shows that later, right? Which is, no, it doesn't show it. It's subtle. Like, you don't see him tell him the story of home. Oh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, like, when, not to go to the very end of the movie, but, like, when... Um... When like he when he's getting buried and he has a flashback, isn't that what he, isn't that that where he's like where he's like a young version and an old version and was talking to his dad? Yes, but it doesn't have that conversation. Oh, it doesn't. Okay, okay. Of of the Wakanda thing, like the whole tell me the story of home thing is the very opening of the film. Yeah, there's nothing that they do to tell you. By the way, that was Killmonger. They don't go out of their way to draw that conclusion for oh, you. That's awesome. Yeah. So Killmonger. And I really like that. What awesome. do we think of Killmonger? Since we're since we're on him so much, uh, we where does he fall with in the pantheon of Marvel villains? Uh, does he line up there with Vulture and Loki, or does he fall down there with Malekith and someone else? I can't remember. I'm Ultron. sure. Uh, right. I like Ultron. Right. Right below. I don't think he's he's a like Loki and Vulture, but like uh, he's like a definitely a good B. Like at the end, like the motivations are like. He still wants to take over the world, but it's. It, but in, I do think I, it makes sense in this movie. I actually like his character more than Vulture. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I do. I think that the only thing that would put Vulture above it for me is because of the performance by Michael Keaton, not because of how the character was written. Yeah. But I like the character of Killmonger in this movie more than the character of the Vulture. I love his journey, and like it, it's and like yeah, his 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 whole thing is. You know, we were talking like he he does want to take over the world, but he wants to take over the world for a very different reason than the other people. He, he wants to help the oppressed. He wants to help the oppressed. Yeah, but he like, thinks the only way he can do that is by taking over Wakanda it's, and yeah. giving them their weapons. Yeah. And uh, the I think you know I, I asked this question: What would you rather have a massive CGI f fest yeah. like a DC movie or a last act that deals with a hero and villain who have similar power sets? Mm-hmm. I would rather have that done mm-hmm. well yeah. than because I have never seen the CGI f fest done well. And to be fair, it it is like the same guy fighting the same thing, but like, but it's in, poetic. As, in, as Spark in, said, in context, like he's the king of Wakanda. He's Black Panther. Of course, he's gonna have an outfit. But also, like Spark said, it's poetic because yeah. it's, it's it's two people fighting ideals. They look alike. Yeah. But their ideals are. It's like different. Magneto oh, yeah. and Xavier. They're fighting for the same thing. Yes. Just yeah. Different ra- different ways. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and I thought that was really great. Yeah, man. Um, what do we think of just man? Uh, all the supporting cast were really good. Like yeah. Shuri. Uh, I have a, uh, I have a big crush on Charlotte's sister. God, is she so great? Like she <laughs> Q. Uh, yeah, basically Q. Like halfway through the movie, like when she's doing her Q presentation, I'm like, is this a James Bond movie? Mm-hmm. Like when did this happen? And like she, a lot of people were like, hey man, she should just be the new Iron Man. Iron I'm like Ironheart, yeah. And I'm like, yo, but get Riri in there. And we're like, dude, that's basically Riri. She's really good. She's basically what Riri Williams is. Um, I did I did say I had a 
small. I won't even say it was criticism, um, but it's something small about this film. They don't really showcase the fact that T'Challa is one of the smartest people in the Marvel universe. Yeah, that's hundred percent true. Yeah. Um, and I don't. They don't say he's not. They just don't showcase it. And yeah. you do kind of get the sense that you know he designed the Black Panther suit he's wearing, mm-hmm. and then uh, Shuri designed the new one, the yes. one with the nanites, uh, which is straight out of Tana Cute's uh, book. Yeah. Um. So I was doing some research, and uh, uh, uh Shuri wasn't invented until like the mid two thousands. Oh, interesting. And she was Black Panther like around Secret Invasion time. Yes. Um. And in the Tani Kotsi Krebs run, it's T'Challa coming back to Wakanda and people are, are not cool with him. Like, yo, you're an Avenger and you do all this stuff, but why aren't you here in Wakanda fixing our shit? Uh, so it was kind of like that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like the government inside fighting him. And like, I I just, I liked a lot about this movie, man. The cast is incredible. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of great, great actors. Um, Lupita Nyong'o. Yep. Uh, she's great. Um, I forgot who played the mother. Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Yep. Uh, from Get Out. Yep. He's great. I didn't know he was in this movie. And he shows up with a beard. And I'm like, what? Neither did I. I was sitting the whole time. I was like, oh my god, that's like, a guy from Get Out. Oh man. He was in. He's in. He's now. He's nominated for Best Actor for the Academy Awards for now, and he's in a comic book movie. This dude is awesome. Yep. Literally a year ago, he was in Get Out. Was it? Uh, I, I love Denai Guerrera. Yeah. She. I mean, she's always great because she's great on The Walking Dead, but she was. Which one is she? Killer here. Uh, she's the, she's, the his bodyguard. She's the right hand. She's the general. The bald. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She was great. Okay. She she was great. Like when she when uh when she's uh in when they're in uh South Korea doing the car chase sequence against <laughs> Claw, mm-hmm. who is also great. I think mm-hmm. Andy Serkis is a lot of fun in this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I also really like Martin Freeman in this, which is surprising because I always kind of like kind of like him. Oh, you mean the Tolkien white guys? Oh, they yeah. used him. Tolkien. They used him really really well. They used Ro- Everett Ross really really well. He, yeah. he could have been completely removed from this movie and nothing would have changed, but he is a nice bonus. Mm-hmm. Also, I think they added him simply because he's a major part in the, the major... The MCU? No, in the Black Panther run that Christopher Priest wrote. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think so, too. And they introduced him in Civil War. Yeah. Um, yeah, I but was... I, but, it, like, he never... Him it never I agree with you that, like, he didn't have to be there, but it never felt like he was forced into the film. Either. No, yeah. Right. Yeah, they at least gave him something to do. He didn't just stand around in the background yeah. being like, what am I doing yeah. here? Like, he yeah. got to, he got to like, be a hero. Yeah, he got a hero to be a hero, and, and I, and, I really like that. And he made them understand the history part of who Eric was when they couldn't have filled in those blanks themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I love the, the look of Wakanda and how you see... Um, the the traditions that they've had for for it's like traditional like African tribe stuff, but like yeah. super technology too. Yeah, a lot it's of their really like, cool. it's like a lot of the dances and songs are really great. Yeah. and I, I thought that was really yeah. fun. The thing that I love about the, just the look of Wakanda is that they realize that we have this past, we have this culture that is our own, but we are not afraid to do this really cool like those beads that they have, where mm-hmm. they could like have uh, Skype calls just in midair on their wrists. That's really cool. And they're like, oh, okay, we're talking to so and so person, but. And then a few hours later, we're doing a traditional a ritual of challenging of the throne. And yeah. the technology is so unique. Yeah. Like, I've never seen anything like this in a movie. Yeah. Uh, not just the layout of the city or Wakanda, but... Um, vibranium. The, vi- the stuff with the vibranium and uh-huh. how their technology works. Like, the, when she's driving the car in, in, to- in it's a, like a, it's like a Korea, VR. but she's not there. But yeah. she's not there. Uh-huh. Uh, like that chase scene was so cool, like, with oh, the... Yeah. Um, uh, what's the what's the right-hand bodyguard, the general? Um, uh, I forget. Her name? Oh, uh, oh, it's it's hard to pronounce. Okoye? Okay, well, her. Um, the uh, general. When she's her, in the car her, with, when she's in the car her with. Uh, name is Denai Guerrero. Yeah. When she's in the car with, with uh, uh, the other one. Ever, uh, uh, Shuri. <laughs> no, uh, when she's in, when the two girls no, are in the car Nakia. chasing. Oh, Nakia. Nakia. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, and 
and she's just like guns so primitive yeah uh-huh. yeah and then she like throws a spear and it stops the car and even answers is like holy shit uh so uh Ryan Coogler made Creed before, and I think Creed, is, movie. Creed is an exceptional movie, like exceptional. Um, One and, of the best Rocky films. Yeah, uh, and um, and the boxing in that movie is extremely good. And so I wasn't worried about the action, but man, this action is super clean, and you could tell I, what's going oh, on. I do have a problem with the action, huh? Only in the sense of I know why it's filmed in dark spaces. Because it'd be a lot more expensive. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, totally. And. Uh, you know, and to be fair, there's a giant epic battle between like major tribes happening in the middle of broad daylight at the end. Yeah, but a lot of that's practical. No, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, except for the giant rhinos, which were pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I I missed it. What were you saying, Brandon? What was your what was your problem? Uh, fil- uh, C- CGI fight sequences, primarily CGI fight sequences set in, d- in dark dark places or at night, is done because of budget reasons. They yeah. they want to cut down on how much money it's going to take to do that because you can hide some of the some of the issues there. Yeah, no, 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 I no, no, I I know that, but I'm asking what was your what was your issue related to Black Panther about that? I like seeing CGI fight sequences in the day. That's okay. Really it. Well, I mean, it's not like it's not again. I have very small little kind of like. Wasn't the only fight that was ever in the dark the ending fight between? No, the whole thing Black in Korea, Henry? the car chase scene, South Korea. Car chase scene in Korea. I don't think it looked. Look, look, but that's yeah, look uh, no, no, not no, not no, not no. criticism. Not criticism. I, I, the 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 words I'm using are wrong because I'm not <laughs> criticizing anything. I am only saying anything. You just I, wished I, everything took place during the day. I, the only thing I'm saying, and that's why I'm saying that. It, <laughs> I, I'm saying. Uh, Nope. Continue. Sorry. Uh, what, 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 uh, continue. Sorry. Even through his well, pen anyway, at me. My gosh. Because we were talking about we were talking about the action. I was gonna say one of my favorite action scenes was the um, not the car chase part, but the part in Korea where they're they're in the casino. Yeah, dude. Or the skyfall moment. And, oh yeah. And 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 uh, Denai Guerrera comes sailing down from the top level to the bottom level, dude, just yeah. taking. Uh, I was like. And they, like that's amazing action. And I it's, love that. There's it, especially that scene. It's like all. It's like obviously clearly not done in one shot, but it looks like it's all done in one shot. And it like it keeps going up and down the stairs, and then it does a thing with Denai where she yeah she uses a spear and she does like an overhead strike going downstairs, and the camera follows it. Yeah. And I'm like Jesus, man, this is insane. This is so good. That was a really cool sh- yeah, action man. shot. And it totally felt like James Bond. I was like, don't blow our cover. We don't need to fight here. I actually really enjoyed the the final fight scene between um, Killmonger and Black Panther. Yeah, uh, it was super interesting. To be like, uh, oh, we have like these vibranium like dampeners. So like we let's yeah. let's use these again. Like the them. sonic for the sonic force fields or yeah. whatever. Again, crazy technology that like a sixteen year old Shuri is like, yeah, I'm the smartest person on the planet. I'm just gonna fix Wakanda and make yeah. everything great. I'm like, damn, girl, you cool. Yeah. But yeah, that fight scene where the I mean, yeah, you could tell it was CGI. Like there's this one scene where Black Panther rolls um swings around and just launches himself. But still at the same time, yeah. it's a really good fight scene. Even the part where the train goes by and they're having and they're exchanging words back and forth. That's a good scene. One of the reasons why I, I, I wanted to chime in earlier about why I like Killmonger as a villain mm-hmm. is yes, I know he's technically trying to take over the world, but as I'm watching this movie, I don't see that. For him, it when I'm watching this movie, this is a revenge story. Yeah. Because his dad was murdered in cold blood. He had the whole world taken he from him. He knew about Wakanda. He, his do- his father told him about Wakanda. And when he comes in, he sees his father with panther claw marks in his chest. And he knows... Like Wakanda has betrayed me. Yeah, that my home country, which I have never seen before in my life, has betrayed me. They betrayed their prince. They betrayed myself. Yeah. So he goes on this grand mission. He becomes... He goes to the Air Force. He goes to the military. He graduates MIT. He becomes like a ghost spec ops he man. He's one of the most best 
soldiers soldiers in the United States military. Yep. And then even when he robs or that scene where um he spoilers kills Claw. Spoilers, what? <laughs> yeah. He kills his own girlfriend to get where he wants. Yeah, that's pretty cold blooded. He doesn't care. Even he's, Claw's like, Oh, what, dude? Come he's on. He's like, you know what? I do like her, but you know what? No. He has seen past uh, like things like love and whatever. He's like his end game is to take back Wakanda and then he's like, you know what? I've seen some pretty crazy shit. I'm gonna try and fix that. Yeah, just maybe he's he's going about the wrong ways. Yeah, like most. But at the see. same time, he still you can tell he wants vengeance. He wants to kill. Um, he wants to take the throne in revenge for his uncle killing his father. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed the the coming back to uh, Oakland and like learning about Killmonger and like yeah, like man, that guy got a rough deal and T'Chaka and her, his son T'Challa, the main character, obviously, like, mm-hmm. he he makes a point and say, Dad, you messed up. You you're oh, yeah. the, you are the destruction of Wakanda when right he, now. When he goes back to the ancestral plane, oh, it's just awesome. By the way, the ancestral plane scenes, like when he goes in the ancestral plane the first time after he becomes it's king, beautiful dude. And all the panthers are in the trees. I'm sitting there going, "Is this a Lion King moment where all that? Yep, it is. All the the panther, like this one panther jumps from the tree and it becomes his father. What's I'm up? Thinking, I'm a panther now. Oh, oh, it was it was like kind of like a Lion King moment. Yeah, <laughs> to me. Uh, I was sure they were going to do that when I saw that moment in the trailers, and I was happy that they followed through because I I wanted there to be more T'Chaka and T'Challa in this film because their their relationship is so cool and uh, just I didn't I I knew that he needed to die in Civil War, but I wish that there had been more of him, and I was so glad that we got to see like a flashback of a young King yeah. T'Chaka and then oh, yeah. T'Chaka again. Um, the astral plane moments. One of my favorite things about them is that um, going to that place was something different for T'Challa from what it was to Eric. Yeah. yeah. When Eric goes there, where he goes is back to that building in Oakland, and you can see it out there, the same sky. Yeah, you can see uh-huh. the Yeah, it's awesome. But it, it's a different place. Like, it's not the same for everybody, and I really liked that. Yeah, man. Um, oh, yeah. Everything visually about this movie, like, it's just, it's oh. so striking, and it's, I was talking to you in the car about this, guys, but, like, like, we're used to seeing, like, oh, New York City, San Francisco, Los Angeles, like, like a bunch of like boring white people in like, concrete jungles, like but the like, regular the like the regular status quo, um, yeah. Buildings and, this, and cities. And this entire movie, I mean, like some yeah, like five minutes took place in Oakland, but like all of this took place like in the middle of an African nation, and like you don't get to see that very often, especially in two hundred million dollar blockbusters. Like you only get to see London for five minutes, yeah, and that's in a museum, a, a really a really uh, interesting museum heist scene. By that's the way, that's an awesome heist scene. I like, I really enjoyed, it. especially when he likes when Killmonger sees that mask because you yeah. think that mask like means something. He's like, what is that one, Condon? Nah, I just like it. Yeah, so I'm great. gonna take it. It's mine now. Yeah. Bye, bye, bitches. And uh, another a, a thing I really like about that scene is uh, Killmonger's just like, yo, girl, tell me about this. Tell me about this. And then he's like, you tell me about this one. It's like, oh, it's from here. He's like, nah, you're wrong. It's from Wakanda. And then he's like, oh, sir, you're gonna have to leave. You're being crazy. And he's like, listen, woman, you've been paying attention to me. Is it because I'm black? Well, guess what? You're dead now because you, everything that you should have been paying attention to, you didn't. Your coffee's poison. And yeah. now I'm going to rob this thing. I had a feeling that it's, Yeah. I had a feeling he poisoned the coffee because the white she was like was awesome. a little comfortable. I, I love that oh, scene. girl, you're drinking poison coffee right there. And then Claw busts in being crazy. Like, yeah. dude, I, Claw has never been this crazy like in the other movie. Like, oh. he went, but he was bananas no, in this movie. I love that scene where he's like, now, if you don't tell anyone about this, I'm going to let you go. Guy runs, he shoots in the back of it. Why don't you shoot him there? Oh, just it spread it around. Makes it makes it look like we're amateurs. Yeah, it's, we're amateurs. Yeah, it's a uh, Claw was something else in this movie, man. He was great. Andy Circus was really really good. Well, I mean, he did have his arm taken off by a, a crazy robot. He did. Yeah, I guess I guess that would uh, <laughs> put things in perspective. Yeah, that's uh, a great Sonic arm, though. Am I right? That that is. But yeah. one of the, well, actually, one of the, my high points about this movie is the music, the drums, the chanting. Yeah. But 
mostly the mostly the drums. Oh man, it was just the music. It it was just beautiful. The the album they released and the score and the soundtrack, all the music related to this movie is is great. Yeah, dude, I heard I heard some Kendrick and Weekend. I'm like, oh, I'm definitely buying this afterwards, baby. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's a great album. Brandon, anything? Nope. Okay. Okay. I think he's writing down his thoughts. Um, and then uh, two two of my other like like my top fights are the the fights that happen in, in part of the ritual. We haven't even talked about Manape, guys. Can we talk oh, about Manape real quick? We can. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about God, it. God, what what a what a transition from comic books to to the big screen. Let me tell you. Yeah, because in the car, you told I was talking when in the car on the ride back home, I was talking about how I liked that line. I was like, hey, like he looks over to to Martin Freeman's character to Agent Ross is like, you speak again, I will feed you to my children. And of course, he's like, he gulps. He's like, ah, oh, just kidding, we're all vegetarians. Ryan, you told me that I he, think it, it might have been Brandon actually. Yeah, or was it Brandon? Yeah. It was Brandon. But Brad Brandon tells me he's like, you know, in the comic books, he's actually a cannibal. I'm like, what? Yeah. You mean, what? Also, uh, Eric Kamonger is this uni- is this universe's a uh, Zaz because he cuts himself every time he kills someone, and his entire body is covered in scars. He's a bad that, man. Yep. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. It's pretty it's pretty heinous. <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't do it like Victor Zaz, where he like he doesn't no. like the five count. No, he just... does it like traditional cool way. Yeah. Yeah. But <clears throat> damn. Michael B. Jordan was. This is a much better Mark Marvel movie for Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, thank uh, God. Uh, somebody on Twitter was like, "Yeah, we really need to thank Marvel Studios for uh, giving the, the the Fantastic Four's Human Torch another chance for both characters." <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, Brandon, did you have anything you want to say about the music or the ritual fight scenes? No. Nah. <laughs> kidding. Okay. Uh, no, I really like the music. Normally, I don't really like it when. Um, uh, is Kendrick Lamar a, a rapper? He's one of the rappers, yes. Cool. Yes. He's Good. a rapper. Good. I know something. Uh, much like sports, I don't care. Um, <laughs> something like that. Uh, like, who was the... Uh, who, Jay-Z did the music for Great Gatsby? Yes. Yeah. I don't yeah. like it when when that happens. I don't care. Yeah. Like, well, that's that's an interesting, a weird, like, taking, like, a, like an... That's like a weird twist on it. Right. It's like Moulin Rouge, like, taking old, new songs and making them old. Like, it's... Right, I don't like Moulin Rouge. Oh. I'm sorry, everyone who likes Moulin oh, Rouge. That's fine. It's funny when you don't like when a big art name artist like because you. We were talking in the car earlier, and you love Daft Punk doing the uh, mm. score for Tron Legacy. It's a good point. But I really like this music also. So there's, so. A, so there's yeah. a few exceptions. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe I just have a prejudice against rappers. Maybe. Which is kind of horrible, if you ask me. You should, well, you should listen to rap. You, just rap isn't your type of music. Yeah. yeah. It's allowed. I like metal. <laughs> <laughs> Power metal, specifically. Uh, yeah, I thought the music was really great. The ritualistic fight sequences were two of the best fight sequences in, uh, in the uh, in the in the movie. I I really appreciated how many close ups there were because mm-hmm. you could tell there was a lot of like actor on actor, uh, oh, action. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, only a couple Panther. of only a couple of times, like you know when they're wearing a mask, probably stunt doubles, but only a couple I, of times. I, imme- I immediately knew when when Chadwick Boseman put on the mask. I'm like, oh, stunt double time. Yep. yep yeah. Totally. Uh, and like, there's a bit where I think. I, I could point out his stunt double yeah. when he doesn't have the mask on. I was like, mm, okay. Yeah. But hey, I appreciated that there was a lot of close-up stuff so you could see them actually duking yeah. it out. Uh, yeah. I really, really enjoy that that first scene where like he's getting when he's getting crowned. And like, this tribe has no problems with you. And like, yo, we think you're dope. And then there's like the guy with the huge uh, lip ring and they're wearing a badass suit. And like, you're the dopest, right? And then, then Manape and his tribe come in like, yo, you you suck. You never talk to us. We're out in the mountains. You don't care about us. I want, I want to be king. Mbaku? Mbaku, yeah. 
I didn't yeah. know it was a man ape. Uh, but he's was, yeah. It's a uh, so- and like it's so vibrant and so colorful and like yeah, like the dancing. I it's love like the colors. It's such the colors a, and the costume designs are my are my highlights. Yeah, honestly. man. And it's it's again to go to like it's this is like fresh and new. It's not something you see in in, in a superhero movie. There's a lot of uh, the newest crop of superhero films like the post Civil War stuff. Um, God, we're still in phase three. Oh wow, it's a long phase. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't Civil War the beginning of phase three? Yeah, Shit. yeah. That was, that was two years um, ago. Yeah, like since Civil War, there's been a lot of like kind of unique, uh, very unique kind of Marvel films mm-hmm. stuff that we haven't seen before, or at least they've attempted to. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the one of the highlights of that is Black Panther and Thor Ragnarok. Like mm-hmm. they're two of the most unique Marvel films they put out, mm-hmm. and specifically, I noticed with Black Panther how a lot of the colors really popped off the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in even Civil War, like the difference, this is going to sound really strange. In DC's defense, a lot of their colors pop. Yeah, They're dark, but they pop. Mm-hmm. Whereas in a lot of the Marvel films, they don't pop. It's they're bright, of, but they don't pop. It's more like they're... Again, these are comics, but like a real, like a realist. Again, DC is like the more realistic, like dark, dark one. But like Marvel is like aesthetically, like we want it to look like this is really happening. Yes. And again, that might not be the most visually sh- appealing. Yes. Whereas Black Panther, like the it's all pop. It's everything is colorful. And it's beautiful. I thought, yeah. I thought Doctor Strange had a similar. Uh, the colors popped there. Yeah. And I think Thor Ragnarok also. So I, yeah. I like well, this that's why, new. That's why my favorite Captain America costume is still the the one he wore in Avengers. Yeah. The first Avengers. Yeah. That's garbage he does not like that outfit i i love that because it's like that's super comic booky to me yeah. man the way they look there they're super colorful i love it that's a whole other debate we can debate <laughs> captain america costumes <laughs> you're just come home. You're, it's okay you're just you know Wrong. whatever i think it's beautiful one of the things i also really liked about black panther is the way that they would uh, what's the language was that swahili i don't know i i mean i don't know what that language was it might either. be wakandan I think I don't. It could be like it's a, we don't know much about it. It could be yeah. a made-up language, or mm-hmm. it could be uh, actual uh, African actual language. African yeah. language. Yeah. But whatever, I will if that is Swahili, because I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Yeah, but whatever language they were speaking, I loved how they would go back and forth between the let's just call it the native language. Yeah. For sake of argument, the native language and then English. Like one of my favorite scenes is when uh, Martin Short or uh, Angel <laughs> Ross was like Pat. Yeah. Well, they put. Like hey, there's oh, no reason yeah. why you guys are here. They like does he a little... T'Challa, and they're like, yeah. And then of course, if he touches the... you again, I will impale him on the desk. Exactly <laughs> that part right there. And he's like, what'd she say? Yeah. Does she speak English? Yeah. Uh, when she wants to. What I what I kind of uh, assumed was that a lot of the scenes when they're at in Wakanda, if they're speaking in their their native accent, they're speaking in their native language, and yeah. they're not speaking English. And I just kind of assumed that, much like in Hunt for October. Yeah, when it's like. Oh, I'm speaking Scottish, but I'm Russian. And I, and I really appreciate when big blockbusters, because again, they try to appeal to everyone when they don't take the dumb approach. And they, they're just like, yo, you're going to read in this movie. Yeah. And like, there are certain movies. Yeah, Star Trek Discovery did that. It didn't work out too well for them. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a shame. There are massive sequences that are just in Klingon. See, I'm cool with that, but I'm, a, I'm is, a super sweaty nerd. Klingon is an ugly language it's to listen it to. Is. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's hard. So, Zosa, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, is the uh, language that they're using for Wakandan. They started using it in Civil War when T'Chaka speaks to T'Challa at the, uh, yeah, at the, at not the UN, but that gathering. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, the reason they're, it's spoken by uh, roughly 8 million uh, South Africans. And it's affectionately, this is what this says, it's affectionately known as the click click language. 
Oh. Um, and and so they use Zosa, and it's a language that uh, the actor playing T'Chaka already knew. So he taught it to Chadwick Boseman when they were working on wow, Civil War, that's awesome. and that's what they use in Black Panther. That's really cool, man. That is cool. That's cool. I'm that's glad that that is awesome. Knowing is half the battle. Yep, it's like the NBC star. The more you know. Do um, we want to do we want to get into final thoughts, or is there other points oh, that we man. wanted to make? Uh, real quick? Oh, I think it's good for final thoughts because uh, if we could, I could. Spark. No, I've got I've got a point or two. Sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, so I did have a two tiny gripes with this movie. Um, one, I, I don't love, uh, that they destroy all of the herb and I'm torn on this. Can they grow more? Do we know? I don't, I think it's implied that that's it. It's implied that that's it. And I would totally buy if in the next one they were like, Oh, silly Eric. We had more like somewhere else like that. That would totally buy that for what, for whatever but like i like the fact that eric when he sees it says burn it all because it makes sense for his character to say i don't want anyone else to have this but i don't like that they did actually burn it all and i hope that that kind of gets undone or whatever Mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't love that choice but that's a really minor nitpick my other one that kind of bothers me is i don't like that um uh shoot i forget his name but um the character played by the guy from get out yeah uh yeah the the, the leader of one of the other tribes yeah yeah, I don't like that uh, there's no, like, because his, his story is kind of a subplot in this movie. And he, we see him surrender, but we don't know what his, what the repercussions for his actions. We know that he, at the last shot when we see the, the Wakanda Council, we know that he's not there and it's M'Baku in his place. Yeah, man. Right. And I think the implication is maybe that tribe doesn't have representation on the council. This could be totally coming back for which is Which is something I kind of would have wanted to know. Like, I would have liked to have known, like, in in some way that you know because that's a that's a that's a thing like are they shutting out that whole tribe now mm-hmm. it, it's in the, it was enough i got invested enough in the characters because they put him forefront enough to have him have this interesting subplot and connection and arc that i'm like it feels a little incomplete to me and that did bother me a little bit at the end of the movie that i didn't know what what exactly happened with him or his tribe after they essentially committed treason yeah he did go turncoat there yeah, totally. Um, we're having a secret conversation. Sorry. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> Why? Um, <laughs> Looking something up. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I had very very minor issues with this film. For the most part, I felt it was incredibly fun. I really liked how, and this is something I would just like about Marvel films in general, is that their third act fight sequences are very unique. Or unique to the point that it's not about, hey, how many fight sequences can we do it's more like a there's a reason why they're fighting and let's because there's a bit where eric and uh and t'challa stop just to talk and they're talking about you can't do this why blah blah blah. and uh i really appreciate kind of that those moments also i kind of and i like killmonger's resolve a little bit because you know okay you know how he has that knife in him and he's like all right I'm dead. There's no way I could get out of this. Also, and then, his ancestors were from Wakanda, so, you know, he was wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think he was talking about his ancestors from his mother's side. Probably. Nuance. Yeah. Nuance. Nuance. Yeah. Still. But then, of course, T'Challa takes him up to see the sunset. Like, his father said, the sunsets in Wakanda are most beautiful in the world. And then he's like, hey, I'm going to offer to try and heal you. And he's like, lock me away? Oh, hell no. I'm just going to die. I know exactly what's going to happen to that's, me. That's, that's, what's, what's his line? Because they knew that. It's like, um, I would, I'd rather. That death was better than bondage? Or yeah, I'd rather, like, die free than, than put, be bondage. Bury, put my body out at sea 
because like the my ancestors who jumped off the ships, they knew that death was better than bondage. That's, yeah. good. That's yeah. a good line. Uh, so yeah. we did have a comment. Uh, Richard, a yes. friend of the show, yes, uh, friend Richard. of Ryan's. Hey, I've been on a show, interview with a fake nerd. It's great. Uh, he wrote. He writes, uh, best writing of female characters in the MCU, period. Wakanda forever. And I agree 100% with that. Yeah, I mean. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, just, I think like, a lot of that could be subjective because uh, I don't like making blanket statements like that. Well, I mean, I think it's just to show like, like I'm thinking of like the other like movies with like yeah, like how the, many the really cast. are there? Like, really? like Pepper, I, sure. No, like Valkyrie, maybe. Yeah. Valkyrie's a good character. Yeah, but like, like every character in this movie is dope, and yeah. most of them are girls. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, I think initially in the comics, the um, the her, his bodyguards were the like Dora Milaje. The Dora I think Milaje. That's, that's how you pronounce it. Were, weren't they like his wives initially? No, and then they became his bodyguards. I don't think so, unless that's. I don't. Th- no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Because I heard, I heard somewhere that initially, uh, and again, I've never read a Black Panther comic, so this is this is kind of like I'm hearing this from someone yeah. uh, that in the comics they were initially portrayed as like future wives of T'Challa, and then when they were kind of re re brought back into the comics, they were uh, created to be his bodyguards and like his like ultras, ultras uh, super fighters. Sh- sh- they weren't created that long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were created in the Christopher Priest run. Uh, could which be, is not that long ago. It could be maybe they weren't called the Dora Milaje. Maybe like Jack Kirby had like a harem of women for T'Challa. I don't think t- I don't think he'd do that. I don't think he's Are a better. Sure? I don't know. I think he'd be better than that. It was the sixties. No, the 60s. I know. Yeah. The second issue had him fight just the KKK. Yeah, but that's different than having a harem of ladies. That's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I could be wrong about that one. I'm not. I'm not making that uh, a blank uh, statement. Okay. Okay. Wait. I I did look this up. Sorry. I was I was curious. So curious. Um, yes, sir. A old old tradition was that they would be wives in training for the king. There you go. You're right. Oh, okay. um, that was old tradition. But when T'Challa assumed position as king in the comics, that tradition had stopped, and he reinstated the Dormelage, But he didn't reinstate that part of it as them as wives in training. He viewed them more as daughters that he okay. was training. Oh, interesting. Cool. Huh. I can dig it. Okay. So yeah, there you go. Uh, this I want to. This is what happens when you don't research. Yeah. yeah. Hey, but you were right. Like yeah. that's that's cool yeah. to know. Uh, going back off what you're saying, like that final fight, like, like it's a pretty cool fight. But like, it's, it's what they're saying is really important. I really like what you're oh, yeah. like, Brandon. What you were saying, like, just them talking is awesome. And that final scene, like when he gets stabbed, when Killmonger is like, he gets stabbed, and then he's like, oh man, like I I wanted to come to Wakanda and do all this stuff, and like this is all bullshit. Um, <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I feel for you, kinda. Want a question? Well, ask ask a question. Uh, what do we think of uh, Claw's arm? It, I don't, I don't think it looked that bad, honestly. Well, I mean, remember when we saw the first picture? I liked it. Yeah, yeah. the first picture looked god awful. Uh, but like it, it kind of works. It works, yeah, and yeah. It, and it's cool because like it's almost like he's given like a middle finger with his cannon. Mm-hmm. I like it. I actually thought that he can move, like uh, he can articulate his fingers, but I guess he can't. No, we see him. He no, can. he does. Yeah. Oh, he, he can articulate. Because we see him go. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Going going back to Killmonger's stab though. Um, I, I forgot to talk about that. I love that there's there's no like you know conversation between the two of them of redemption or apology or anything. It's it's not done that way, and I really appreciated that. That yeah. it's not like you know it, you know the, the most that's offered is like I'll take you to see the sunset. I'm not even gonna tell you I'm doing that. I'm just gonna do it, and then uh, you know I could heal T'Challa, you. T'Challa does feel bad, he, but he doesn't feel bad for what he did. He feels bad for what his father did to yeah. him. And he's yeah. trying to, and T'Challa's right. such a good person. He wants to be a good king, so he's trying to, yeah. he's trying to fix everything in any way he can. Like sometimes you just can't win. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I really love the way they did that because that that just 
it spoke volumes the way they handled it rather than having it be a, this conversation of like making peace. It's yeah. like, it's right. that, that, that bit where he talks to him in the, in the throne room where he's just like, the only reason why you're here is because I know who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I'll be honest, like when the first like 15 or 20 minutes of, of Killmonger, like I enjoyed him, but like, I just, for some reason I wasn't, I guess cause like I'm so, I was used to like the, like Wakanda and them having like accents. He's like, yo, I'm from LA. What's up? And I'm like, Oakland. this is, it's, it's, uh, yeah, Oakland, sorry. And I'm, it's like, it's, it's weird. It's like, it was kind of throwing me off. But like, the more I realized, like, yeah, he's a dude who grew up in Oakland. That's yeah. what he sounds like. I love it when he's like, hi, auntie. Yeah. yeah. That's, hi, that's auntie. the exact moment. That's the exact moment where I'm like, all right, I, I love this. Michael now. James. He yeah. straight up speaks Wakandan or yeah. um, um, Zora. What was the language called again, Sparks? What? what? Sorry. Sorry. The, 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 the language, language that I spoke, what was it called? Zosa. 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 Cool. Sorry, I don't know why I said Zora. It's it's like Zora it's X H O S A. Okay. Zosa. Okay. So he speaks Zosa to say, "I am, I, I am, am Prince. I am one of you. No, yeah, Prince. I am. N- n- j- j- I completely. Oh, nope. I, okay. Good thing <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna see it in a few minutes. Yeah. Prince and Jock and Jocko. That one. Sure. And a uh, pr- uh, son of n- uh, n- uh, Fudge. There's a lot of names. Don't guys. worry so, about it. Just it's just son of it. son of so and so. And he's, I'm gonna yeah, end it on that one. Yeah, he speaks in perfect um, Zosa. And then of course his his people are yelling. He's like, "Hi, Auntie." Just he could go from one language to another yeah. and have that cockiness about him. Like, oh, so good. Yeah. yeah, when he's like, "I'll kill you both, Uncle James." Oh he yeah, kills that, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. That yeah. that hurt. Yeah, that came out of nowhere, and I was like, "Oh, he just straight up just killed that guy right there." Oh my well, god! Well, his he, his dad did die because he drew a gun on Forrest Whitaker. Oh no, I get it. Uh, so no, yeah. fa- let's get into final thoughts. Um, ben, you first. Oh, okay then. Ooh, ben. Um, I know we stated earlier that we're gonna dance around the politics a little bit. Um, when I was watching, and Sparks, you were saying how the politi- how there was a lot of political commentary in it. I don't know if it was just me being me enjoying a comic book movie but when i'm watching this movie i did not catch any of it i just saw um a new king from a fictional country go into get into his throne become his own dealing with his own issues and i was enjoying the story as is i was loving the character's performance the only time i saw like i saw any sort of political jab was when at the very end the first post credit scene when chadwick bose when t'challa was saying a wise man will build bridges where a foolish man will build barriers that was like the only time I ever noticed any political jab at all. And as its core, I'm thinking this is one of the best comic book films, the standalone comic book films I have seen. I only say yet because we haven't seen Infinity War yet, and oh my god, that's going to blow my freaking mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And rate it when you're done. But I don't. if you have never heard of Black Panther before, go see this movie. Watch if Civil you War have, first. If you have been <laughs> I don't re- think you need to. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> but if you've been reading Black Panther books since you were a young child... Go see this movie. Either or, this is such a great. It's a great way to spend two and a half, two hour, two and a half, whatever hours. About two and a half, I think. And it's still, it's still a great movie. Marvel just did it again, and they did it in spectacular time fashion. Time flew. If that's two and a half hours, man. Oh yeah. Holy hell. I'll be honest, I felt it. I didn't. No. I'm you also, saw it the second time though, right? Uh, the first time, second time, I, you I did felt too? it. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure when I see it again in a few minutes, I'm going to have maybe a few gripes, but whatever gripes they, there are, they're going to be minimal because I cannot wait to have this movie in my Marvel collection. Televised. Nine out of ten. There you go. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, wow. Uh, so uh, I, I, could definitely, I definitely could tell this movie was political when uh, he goes to talk to uh, the guy from Get Out, uh, and he's like, he's like, yo, like, why doesn't Wakanda do stuff? And then he says, oh, you mean like allow all these immigrants in here and bring all their problems to our country? And I'm like, wow, hello. What's up? That's, yeah. that's straight up in your face. 
And uh, that's a lot of the premise of the movie, and I really like that. I'm like, Wakanda is the most advanced na- uh, country in the world. Like, why don't they do anything to help people? And like, I think that's that says a lot about America, maybe, guys. Hey, what's up? Uh, I really like this movie. Uh, uh, besides being an amazing comic book movie that uh, is true to its source material, uh, it dares to say, hey, pay attention, white people. It dares to say something. <laughs> it dares to say yeah. something. And in a movie with this big a budget, and the fact that it's doing so incredibly well, it's going to make like 200 and something million dollars in four days. That's insane. It's breaking, uh, uh, let's see if I can remember all the records it's broken. All of them. Uh, it's broken the February record, the President's Day weekend record. Uh, the February Origin w- movie? Origin movie, I think. Um, and for sure, the uh, uh, black uh, director record, which was previously held by F. Gary Gray for Fate of the Furious. For like $100 million less. Like This yeah. movie is insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I uh, I think this movie is just super, super fantastic, man. I would, I would oh, and it beat Justice League's entire domestic run. That's, oh, yeah. That, dude, it, th- it was like, <laughs> oh, my God. That's I can't believe that. In well, that's unfa- I kind of s- want to say that's a little unfair. Why? Because this is a great movie? Well, Justice League. Justice League should have made Avengers. Dude, that's the, that's Justice League should have. Anyway. Uh, I would, right, I, would, I want to see it again, but like I'm I'm super high on this movie, man. Like I, I definitely want to see it again. I'll, I'll give it like a solid nine as well. Yeah. Uh, Sparks? Um, yeah, I love, I love, like I said earlier, I love the po- politics uh, that are in this film all over the place. They're, they're all over the place. And as they relate to a lot of people, um, uh, Definitely, I, I love the way they advance T'Challa from where he was in Civil War and really let this be like how he becomes the king of Wakanda and all that. I thought that was really well done. I There's so much uh, personal character development for so many people in this film. I think it's really great. Uh, Letitia Wright and uh, Denai Guerrero are two of my favorites. Um, they really stand out, which were the general and, and Shuri. Um I thought they were killer. I loved Andy Serkis appearing as Claw. Um, I, I'm not too upset about his death because I think they played him out really well. Um, I, I thought this movie was just crazy well done. Uh, there's, there's so much good about it. I think this is a, I think this is a movie that, that fights anyone who you know, is turned out of the Marvel films. I think what this movie does really well is like, you don't really need to be in, steeped into the Marvel universe to like this movie. Not like if you, no. if you've been kind of weakened out on superhero films, like check this film out. Cause this film's, this film is great all on its own. It's great all by itself. And I think that's where it really shines. It's just like, this is just a really great, great superhero film. I'm so glad that they nailed black Panther. This was one I was waiting for, for a long time. I'm, I'm stoked. I hope Ryan Coogler comes back to do the next one. Um, this is this is a killer killer movie. I really liked so much about it. Uh, just the spiritualism, the use of music, the use of visuals, um, so good. Uh, I I give it a nine point five. Yeah, nice. this film was incredibly unique and fun, um, and it's got something to say, which a lot of blockbusters kind of try to do but don't necessarily uh, get the chance to. And they don't hit and the, the f- mark. And the fact that this one was able to. Uh, was able to do that and create an exciting movie, and I think the best the best thing about this film is that it is it is in the MCU, but it doesn't feel like it. You know everything you need to know going into this movie in a news broadcast and in a flashback, mm-hmm. and that's Chaka is dead. Yep, that's it. And I think uh, so. So by the way, this film takes place before Spider Man Homecoming, I guess. Spider-Man Homecoming two months after Civil War. This one one week after Civil War. Oh, that's true. Oh, so, yeah. It's all happening at once. Um, yeah, this one was really great. 
Uh, I love the aesthetic of it. It it looks unique. The colors pop. Um, yeah, this one was great. One thing I we I didn't really or any of us touch on is uh, T'Challa and what was her Nikito? What was her name? Uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character. Oh, uh, Nakia. 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 Uh, Nakia. Uh, I. I was kind of worried that it was doing this like will they won't they thing at the beginning because I'm like oh I don't think this movie needed it but I I love them together and they were so I charming. His, I love his banter. Yeah. As, as an actor, uh, I'll use this as my final thoughts yeah. as well. As an actor, I I loved his banter with ever with all the other characters, his sister, his, his love interest, uh, his general. I thought it was really great. It's like did 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 he freeze? Like an the, antelope it, in the headlights. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was the queen line where uh, where he's like you know like blah blah I'm king and she's like well if I was queen like I'm I'd be a good stubborn queen and he's like oh you want to be queen she's like oh, wait hold on no 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 and I'm like that's just so cute yeah, and, it, yeah. and it, I believe it and then he goes to kiss her and then he's like okay I'm sorry I look I almost died so and then she kisses him back and yeah that's all. And of course I'm sitting there thinking storm's gonna be pissed storm's not in this universe I know oh, I yeah. know I know um, <laughs> too bad yeah so she becomes a villain in the comics. Does she? Yeah, I bet she. Oh, I could see her joining like like a the different tribe or something, maybe. Yeah, um, yeah. I would actually give this one. A, you know what? Initially, when I when I walked out, I was like, man, solid eight point five out of ten because a lot of blockbusters still kind of have have issues that just like inherent to that to genre that I kind of can't get over. Um, but the you know what? I'm I'm, just, I'm gonna say a nine. I think this transcends it. I'll go on, I'll go on record saying nine. Yeah. I was uh, a uh, it's Sparks already. Yeah, he was. Yeah, okay, he sorry. Did. I was briefly talking to a friend on on, on text, and she was like, um, uh, "Like, I found some of the dialogue like kind of clunky." And I was like, "You know, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but given the scope of this movie and what it is and what it's trying to say, like, uh, like some bad, like some bad dialogue is like the least." It has like. Let me let me let me let me pre- let me just in this bit yeah. over. Uh, it has the same problems inherent with most blockbusters, but it that does so much so well yes. that you can get over a yeah. lot of it. Yeah. Um I think being a comic movie uh uh like it, it has to do some things and yeah. uh I think the things that it does well like just exceed everything else that's not good about it. Uh so that'll do it for our review. We uh Panther, go see it. Oh my gosh. I really oh. like that one. And if you're just coming in uh, we're Hello, hi. Book club. If you're, Why are you if coming in that, 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 this so late in the podcast? Someone so just kept. Someone just kept hitting that uh, fifteen second mark so many times <laughs> just to get to that hour and fifty minute mark. <laughs> They're sitting there going, "I saw Black Panther three times. I don't need to know what they know or what they think." Uh, so let's get into my book club. It's mine. Yeah, this is uh, a cool book. It's pretty cool. I did Caliber, the first canon of justice. And uh, my copy is really... It's riggedy wrecked, son. You le- loaned me that copy I also, of, you a to while ago. <laughs> oh, so it was your fault. <laughs> no, I was actually <laughs> felt bad because I opened it up and I got to a few chapters. The binding was almost falling apart. I'm, and even when I gave, I gave it back to you and I told you that there was something wrong with it, right? Yes. 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 It's a pretty radical. But this isn't about the book. It's not about how it is the condition. <laughs> it's about the story that is inside it. Uh, Quality so what, cast. What, what, I want to ask you guys, what do you think of the book? Well, first of all, let's say what it's about. It's a... Right. Westernized version. It, so it's of taking Arthur. it's taking the Arthurian legend and it's putting in in a Western setting. Uh, some characters' names are changed. Um, some last names like uh, Arthur Pendragon, which is his uh, which is his medieval name, is now Arthur Pendragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like that. Merlin is John John Michael White Walker. Something White like that, yeah. White Dragon. <laughs> uh, and then like Lancelot's just Lance. What up, Lance? Uh man, I love, I love the, uh, normally so Gwen instead of Guinevere. Yeah, like, Morgan, I, Morgan Lefay. Yeah, yeah. I I so I don't really like this kind of photorealistic painted art. I'm not a big fan <laughs> yeah, the of Land stuff of that. Um, I always kind of just like the more. But you know, this was the first book I really read with that kind of art. Yeah, and uh, 
I, I dug it when I first read it, but I, that's why I want to. I, like I like it sometimes in this book, and then sometimes I really don't. Sure, there's, because it always can look too stiff. I think. Yeah, there's one panel that I tried to show you when you were driving, but it is, it is, it is the guy. It is a straight up, uh, like picture that he just did not finish in time, and uh, this, and it's the worst thing I've ever seen. But, right, but when, like but like first. Gwen always looks good. Like the girls, he draws the girls very, very well. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna be able to find it, but it's yeah, terrible. No, I, it's so terrible. It's written. Is it, is it this one? Is it this one? That's a that's a good that's a good grind. No, it's like it's one of a dude. It's one of a dude, and it looks like he looks like Colin Farrell, and it's just like a bottom like a, it's like like the bottom right, and it just it's like so bad. So it's written by Sam Sakar and drawn by Gary Gaston Gastony. Gaston. Uh, I do not know if these guys went on to do anything. I read a lot of comics. Don't recognize the names. To be fair, this is now is this now a defunct publisher? Yeah. Um, it they still operate under a I think they try to put out movies uh, they do still exist Radical um, their most famous film Hercules with Dwayne Johnson oh wow okay. <laughs> um, and and Oblivion oh they did Oblivion they did Oblivion you know I like that movie Oblivion's interesting that okay um, I also like Hercules so I don't know why I said I yeah, actually like Oblivion yeah it's fine they're fine um Oh, Oblivion has the ending I really don't like. Yeah, with the big thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I don't like it. So what did you guys think of the book? I ask you that <laughs> yeah. so many times now. I, uh, uh, so I read this. Uh, uh, I finished it today. Uh, great. I'm a big fan of like taking this thing and making something else out of it. So I really like the uh, premise of it. The execution was f- totally adequate. It's a little sloppy. It's just it's just words. Like I don't. There's not a lot of like real characters there. It's kind of just a lot of people doing stuff and talking. Uh, the imagery is beautiful. Like when he's shooting that Excalibur gun, it looks like the spirit gun I from Yu Yu Hakusho. I love <laughs> the caliber. Yeah. I think that's a great. I would love to see. I'd love to see them try this again. I would say if not they turned this, this into like a movie or TV show, like I think it would totally work. Like a TV show, I think would be really fun to like see. Like a sci-fi show, yeah. And you can do something really interesting with it. This this is a really S- great premise. What something more fleshed out. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and they were supposed to do a second volume, but again, the publisher went defunct. Um, I really liked it when I was younger. Yeah. Not, and, not only did they not only did they go defunct, they just didn't come back to it because they were still doing things for years after they published this and just abandoned it. Yeah, there was actually uh, there's a book that they stopped publishing midway through its run. That's terrible. Uh, there was like there were oh Jonathan Hickman Shield, <laughs> something like that. Actually, good parallel. Yeah. Uh, ben, yeah, you, you look like you have something to say. You're not gonna like it. I did not. This is the thing you don't like. <laughs> I'm actually surprised. No, the thing, the thing <laughs> is, <laughs> when I when I first when Brandon when you first gave me this and you told me the the premise of it, I thought this was gonna be a slam dunk home run. It was. I'm like, how can you mess this up? And then I read the whole thing, and I'm sitting there going, that wasn't that good. Yeah. It's. I mean, the imagery. I. I actually, I really enjoy the art style. There are some really cool scenes in there. But just when we get to it, it yeah, right. It's like we said, there's a lot of words. It was it's sloppy in some it's areas. A lot of words, but I don't think anyone's actually saying anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then there's this one. I don't know. There's one part where Arthur is like a fifteen, uh, like a ten year old kid, and then it time jumps, uh, five or seven, seven years. Seven years. Mm-hmm. Gwen looks exactly the same. Well, of course. And then Arthur is now this. Uh, it's like tall Padme, drink of water. Padme and uh, Anakin. <laughs> yeah, except I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't know. It's just. A, it's a great premise, but the execution fell flat. And if they did it this again, because the stuff with the um, caliber, the gun itself, is pretty cool. And I actually do like how they made Merlin into a uh, Native American shaman. shaman. That's dope. They have Gwen. Actually, one of my favorite characters is the um, Chinese girl in this. How it, she yeah, gets Shen, her Shen Li. How yeah. she gets her vengeance. That's yeah. pretty cool. It's really unfortunate that this book exists. Yeah. And let me tell you why. 
Because a lot of the, it's kind of what we were talking about with Godzilla Monster Planet. Like you've done this, now no one can do it again. Yeah, because basically. you you just did this. Yeah, this yeah. is the same thing. You could, but then oh, you're copying. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. it's already been done. Yeah. But I think maybe right. this one might not be such so. I don't think it's acclaimed enough to like you could do a different version of it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But who would? Because because <laughs> Radical would still Sue own the the, uh, Radical would still own this. Let's call it something else. Premise. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm going to give some background on this. Um, the way that Brandon found out about this comic... Yes, please. It's because uh, the very first Comic-Con that I ever went to, I was riding with some friends of mine, and right next to us on the train down to San Diego were four of these guys who worked for this company, and they were talking about their ideas and their stories, and, and a lot of the conversation we heard about was about them trying to get a Hercules film off the ground based off their comic, and they wanted Johnson attached to it, Dwayne Johnson. Wow. Um, who, who I think back then was still The Rock. Yeah, he was still credited as The Rock. Uh, oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so th- this is this is something, and you can you can look this up, and you'll find this to be true if you look it up about this company. They were very much about all of their comics that they ever made. They in- always intended them to be backdoors into them being turned into a film. Oh, that's so they created all of their comics with that in mind. And I think if you look at this as like a rough draft of a screenplay, you totally see it. Oh, yeah. absolutely! Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's it kind of like it is a it is a it is a sloppy mess of of not really exploring enough because it's not written to be like a comic book. It's written to be like a movie, and I don't love that. I don't love the way that they it kind of like show that. It's kind of like. Did you guys ever read the comic book, the Star Wars, the Star Wars? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's it feels like that where you can be where you see. What it became, and you can tell why they changed it, and you can tell it. why yeah. they changed it. Oh yeah, right. definitely. It's because yeah. you're you're essentially so, reading the first draft. The, and my problem is like, if if this were any other company who had this idea, and wasn't trying to make it a movie, but was trying to make it a good comic book, this wouldn't have been so clearly aimed to be a well, film. Have it it would have like, it would have, it yeah, three bucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it would have. It would have, it, I I couldn't believe it myself when I saw it, but there you are. Um, it would have like taken the time to actually flesh out the characters and really play with the ideas of how this is relating the legend. They didn't take any time with anything. They just kind of crammed all of this in. Like, oh yeah, this works. This works. The the way that it transitions from one character one character in one location to the other without like anything. It's just like oh here we are, and they're there for a second, and like they give information that's completely unnecessary, and then that goes on to something else. This is just so shoddy and it bums me out it bums me out hardcore but um the design nothing, of the guns really cool nothing threw me off more than this montage when they're getting ready to go to the train yes uh, to stop the train and everything and then there's this one shot of gwen like her lingerie yeah, just I, thrown in there i know and, and it's not addressed for eight more pages here's the thing so i remember so when i was when i picked this book i remember very little what i remembered was that page and the train heist? That's it. Yeah, uh, I was reading it today, and I was I turned to that page, and I'm like, oh, it's mon. They're doing stuff like here's this, there's this. Oh, here's Gwen half naked. Uh, okay, okay, cool. I guess you just want to see that. Cool, bye. Yeah, for like no reason, and they're like trying to build. You can see them trying to build the like movie montages where you're seeing like two things at the or three things at the same time, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And it just it doesn't work for me. Oh, what I will man. say that. Yeah, go go on. I had a thought. What Sorry. I will say that is positive about the book, and it's it's kind of surprising to me, is is my favorite piece of art in the whole book is this part. It's this oh, spread. Yeah. 
I love describe this spread. the spread. Describe the spread the to the spread, people who can't hear The spread it. is of um, when the uh, soldiers uh, and the natives are both meeting and they get set up and they get shot by a third party, but they start shooting at each other. And the spread is of them. It's a really beautiful spread of like the, the U.S. soldiers falling off their horses in the rain and getting shot and the Indians coming from the trees. Mm-hmm. It's actually really good art. It's my favorite piece in this whole thing is just... Like this, this whole section is freaking beautiful. Yeah. And there are a couple. I love this. There's a, like every, every every couple issues, there are a couple pages of like no dialogue, just like beautiful spreads. And I'm like, oh, this is you're actually a really good artist. I uh, so my thought that I had was, in if they wanted to make this a movie, you know who can make this? Like I know I say this a lot, but Matthew like, Vaughn, Matthew Vaughn, legitimately, yeah. Can you, you like can a king's, see it? Like a, oh, yeah. like a Kingsman like yeah. style. Yeah. Uh, Western film using the King Arthur legend as a base. Yeah, dude. I think that'd be really cool. And I th- I'm actually surprised. That- even, like Hercules got made before this movie did. Like that's actually kind of surprising to me. Du- Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne sorry, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, he was. They say Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's his next name. No, uh, I, I remember because I haven't I haven't read this recently, but I when I was reading it, I was thinking, man, this would be a really good movie. But as I was reading it, I was rewriting the screenplay in my head. So I'm thinking, okay, don't do this, do this instead. Hey, that's what I did with Passengers. but as i'm reading this i'm like this is such a good premise but as a comic book it kind of it really really falls flat if like marvel if like marvel or dc put out a book that was this or Mm. like idw i guess image would be more likely image yeah it would actually like a rated r version of this would be oh yeah Yeah. definitely like sparks when you said hey i found this for four bucks I would pay four bucks for this. I think it's four dollar comic. If it was, yeah, one issue. Yeah. Like, what, I would what's like the to retail? Pay four pre- bucks to replace this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the retail when I bought it at the convention was fourteen ninety five. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's too much for me. All right, so I want to be a little more positive. Like, Not I, bad. I, 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 cheaper I, than most Mar- the most true. Marvel books that Very are cheaper than this. Dude, Very uh, true. Uh, okay, Weapon X is selling three issues for like seventeen ninety nine. Not okay. Oh, yeah, that's that's, that's, that's I, messed up. I did not like. Before we go into positives, yeah. I did not like how like the Red Hooded Gang of Learys were never really explored. But yeah, oh, yeah. they, they were ju- they were just like yeah, I don't know. It's we're here. Okay, I just I um, yeah. besides the art, there are certain like uh, elements where I'm like, oh, like I can t- like w- like I'm not a, a writer, but as a writer, I could tell like all right, these are the cool moments I want. I just have to get to there. So like everything else, right? But I really enjoy the scene where the where uh, it's like the carnival and the kid picks up the gun and he shoots like, hey, this gun doesn't work, buddy. And I and then I realize, oh my god, that's the gun. That's the, the gun. The guy. And it's cool. And then the first time it's used, it does like a spear gun and it blasts a hole through a dude. I think the gun is really well designed. Yeah, I really like the design of that gun. And I would yeah. love to see it like in 3D like printed I'm sh- like I'm real sure life. someone's had to have made I'm sure they made a model or something I doubt it no. maybe not uh, with I, what so, money yeah, someone out there probably there cuz you know replica. what fan <laughs> who knows there could be one fan out there who no, really man, if likes it was cheap enough I'd buy a cool uh, uh, caliber <laughs> yeah, some steampunk fan yeah. maybe yeah. or they took a nerf gun but going into positive cuz I do have positives for this book yeah, as like much as I say Shen Li, yeah the, the yeah, yeah. Shen Li's story was really good well the art of course we've been gushing about how beautiful this art is but there are, but her story, how she is torturing herself just so she can find out information about her father, and then finally the moment presents itself where she can exact her revenge. It's just, and then she sees her father oh, yeah. alive because well, that is, yeah, it's great. The, yeah, yeah Brand, the imagery is beautiful. Yeah, Brandon's showing us the part where uh, he's shooting the gun for the very first time. And then it's up in the air, and everyone's like, "Ah!" Oh. It's like, "What the fudge is that?" Oh wait, that's not Arthur though. That's uh, his dad, right? 
Because that's like a misfire. Is that Uther? Yeah, that's a miss. That's the first time the guns. Oh, yeah, that's Uther. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Uther. yeah, the first time it's fired, that's that's his father. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what Uther, I also like his is name. Uther is not his name in this movie. In this book, yeah. sorry. No. Continue. But what I also like is how actually how they do change the name so it's not like blatantly Arthur Pinch. Like when I saw Morgan, Le- Morgan, I had like Morgan. Who the heck? Are- oh, Morgan Lefay. Yeah. Duh. And then like. Uh, 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 Pendragon is like, oh, so that's how they say Pendragon. Yeah. And then, of course, Gwen, I'm like, wait, is she, is she like, and then when up, Arthur comes back and it's like, oh, you're supposed to be Guinevere? I mean, uh, look, okay. the names aren't hard to figure out. The only thing is, uh, there's no real, like, uh, like White Feathers Merlin. Yeah. White uh, Feather, there it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, White Walk. There's really no. Who's K supposed to be? I don't His know. His uncle? Wasn't that his uncle? So it, it's Bedver, which Polly Bedivere. Yeah. Uh, K, which I don't, un, I don't know. Duke and Talbot, I don't get. I think there's the parallels nice. there. Oh no, Duke's a bad guy. Yeah. Who? Um. I think Duke's just a bad guy, like a name for a bad guy. Yeah, probably. Um, there's like Shang Li. I don't think as a made as a made up character for this has no correlation with the. Yeah, I don't think so either. Character. Um, I really enjoyed the the. I think it's the last issue where like it's like a big battle. I thought some of the action was pretty cool, <laughs> and like Shang Li has like the two. Yeah, who's sticks. Arthur supposed to be? Oh shush! <laughs> oh, sorry, uh, sorry no, uh, she has like the like the like the chopsticks like they use like to tie your hair up. Mm-hmm. She takes him out and then she goes and stabs her the dude who's been kept in her captive. Yeah, that's awesome. And then uh, uh, what's his name? White Feather. White, White Feather like shows up like um, she shows up like Gandalf with a bunch of wolves. I like, go, oh, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. And like all that's all, yeah. all that stuff is cool. Was good. And then everything in between, I'm like, oh, this is boring and lame. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, could be a lot better, and that's kind of what I wanted to do. Is that I wanted to do this book. I wanted to do a book that uh, excellent premise, man. That we were because you know we're always talking about a book like oh my god this book is so good oh my god this yeah. book is so good and and I wanted to do a book that we would have something to talk about other than it was really good because yeah. this isn't but the premise is good so it gives us a little bit yeah. more meat to kind of like pick off and you wanted out. us to read a not so good book that's just say it you just we wanted need a palate cleanser so- <laughs> I needed something oh I wanted a good discussion yeah. Um, it, it does really kind of feel like a first draft because like I, I see the kernels of awesomeness in here. Yeah, so And do they I. even have some good stuff in there. Like in Godzilla Monster Planet. Uh, less. Yeah. Way less. I like this more than I like that. Yeah, I'll say that. Yeah, that's not saying much. No. Um, I think, I mean, like, uh, yeah, if this book was four bucks, I'd buy it for four bucks, but like, I don't... I don't. Well, it is. You're in luck. Sweet. <laughs> I can get a hardcover. Uh, yeah, let's final thoughts and get out of here. Woo. Um... Very much what Ryan said. Yeah, there are kernels of awesomeness. You just have to shift through a whole lot of burnt popcorn. And it's, uh, there. art's good. It's pretty. The gun looks re- pretty sweet. But other than that, it's a premise that sounds kick-ass, but when you read it, it falls completely short, and you can tell it was the first draft of the screenplay. Quick question. Um, there. So the second time he uses the gun, he shoots it, but it only, like, sh- like paralyzes him. One thing I do like about the book is how, like, the law is, like, is, like a force of nature. And like it says, like once you know the law, you don't need the gun because you'll be like the perfect person. So can the gun like turn like to stun mode? Because he shot Bev Bever or whatever who that guy was, mm-hmm. and it, like he was like, oh, I woke up and I'm fine. So like can can like the gun choose to kill someone if it doesn't maybe deem worthy? Maybe. And well, it goes, that would be it goes out. right through. It goes right through Shang Yi and kills the person yes. behind her. So maybe it's like it it knows if you're a good person not to kill you because you're a good lawful person. Right. Cool. I think that's a cool cool. Did you read on Holy Grail? I am uh, not caught up. I ha- I have it's them. It's only though. five issues. I have I have them. Anyone read one of the Holy Grail besides me? No. I've read the first two issues. Okay. I'm just not caught up. Better or worse? Better. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. I'd agree. Having read all five issues, yes, I agree. Yeah. Uh, but also, not saying that much more. But also, it's it's one of those things. Good premise, but not the great execution. And Dark Arc is n- no good. The yeah, Dark Arc's not good. Sorry. 
Uh, Sparks, final thoughts? Um, if you have them. I don't. I don't. I think I covered <laughs> it. Nah, pass. <laughs> I'm a pass. All right, well, that'll do it for us this week. Sparks, your book club next week. Care to say hey, what it is? For Black History Month, we're reading March. March is uh, from Congressman John Lewis, and it's about the time that he spent in the Civil Rights Movement with Martin Luther King Jr. Dude, I had no idea. Like, I heard about this book, but like, I never like looked into it. I had no idea that he, that that John Lewis wrote this. Yep, that's that's awesome. That's so cool. He's such yeah. a cool dude. And uh, we'll specifically be focusing on uh, book one, I'm assuming, or or what? Yeah, I will. I will talk about all three to some extent. Um, but if you guys only get through book one, then we will only really focus on book one. Okay. Okay. Uh, so also, the, what's next week? Next week is Black Black Black. Lightning. Black Lightning. There Black we go. Lightning. There we go. Uh, Black Lightning. Yeah, we decided to do an episode on Black Lightning. Yeah, um, also, our an Annihilation, One of the good spoil, an, an annihilation uh, uh, review special will come out uh, after come? that. that oh, yeah. I won a shirt from that yesterday from Long Beach Comics. Oh, yeah, way too short. It is way too small. Yeah. And is that then, next week? Uh, yeah. I mean, sorry. Does it come out next week? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's happening. We had this discussion. No, I know. But like the movie Juggernaut season is happening now. Uh, well, no, because April... Oh, it's the sandwich month. You're right. Yeah. That's a bad month. Um, we got Rampage. Until next week, guys. Thank you to Jeremy Vellucci uh, for doing our music. He also does a show called Suburban Proctologist. You can find him on Instagram at JV Jabberwalk. You can find Suburban Proctologist on Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official. Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Louis Beretta, thank you so much for doing our icon. You can find him on Instagram at Lens4Eyes. I really like not having to do anything anymore, I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm sad Anizine isn't happening, but I'm happy we don't have to yeah. say all the stuff. Yeah. But I'm going to miss the para- parallelogram pra- paralysis. If you'd yeah. like to get in touch with us, please do. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Fake Nerd Podcast. If you'd like to uh, personally get in touch with us, fakenerdguys Ooh. at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. You can find Ryan. DJ Tony Snark at everything. Ben. Ben Mag 27 for Instagram and Twitter. Sparks. Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and uh, no SoundCloud. No SoundCloud. We're not rappers. I'm sorry. No not SoundCloud yet. rappers. Or Claw. Oh, oh that's right. Oh, that's what a, a great joke. That was a good now, joke. Now here's the real thing. Do you actually no. think Claw had a SoundCloud? <laughs> yes. Because I think that guy is crazy enough to actually have one. I think so. Yeah. I I uh, we I know we just said we're not all rappers, but I mean Ben is right. Ben's a rapper. He's he's the artist formerly known as Steven Spiel, uh, Stephen King's best friend. Oh, oh. you're right. Hey, you're buddy. Right. I can't wait to hear your new your single drop. <laughs> What's up? It's it in the in the house from The Shining. Uh, all Stephen King references and rap all the time. Yeah. Rate and review wherever you I get us. I kind of want to write something now. Rate so. and review wherever you get us. We'd five love stars, to hear from you five all. Stars, five stars. Uh, until next week, guys. Wakanda forever. <laughs> <laughs>